Welcome, my chingus, to episode 117 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about Ben, Blackpink, Girls Next Door, Glabingo, Henry, Jetto, John Park, Mamamoo, Monster X, NCT 127, Tiara, and our twice concert experience. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. And This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-pop music video releases, and we start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our big name, no game section, where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms, and you can also visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. Yes, yes, yes. And today we have a very special episode. We're going to add another section in there because the last weekend we went to see Twice. Yeah, it was actually a little bit of a painstaking experience, kind of getting the tickets, getting there and all that. But overall, great experience, I think. We were so lucky, though, because uh, we mentioned in the last podcast that we're going to go home back to America um, in a couple months, right? And so we're like, who do we need to see? Before we leave, right? Well, we had maybe like two groups that we definitely had to see. One was IOI, and unfortunately, we can't see them. No one else can see them again. So um, and the second one, of course, was Twice. Right. And we had, of course, previously saw Sistar finally, too. We saw Mama Moo also, right? So Twice was like the last list name on our list. We got to see them. We were like, we'll pay money, okay? Because the tickets sold out like almost instantly. I happened to get like two seats in the very back, right? Like third floor, very back. And we were like, nah. This ain't good enough. We I want to be able to see the girls and not just see the screen. Right? Yeah. Like the f- first off, when we tried to buy tickets at the time that they designate to buy the tickets, we couldn't buy any tickets, not even sitting or standing. Right. Um, but usually tickets kind of will sell out and then a few seats will open up as people cancel them. And luckily we were checking and Stephen found two seats sitting and we said no. Not good enough, right, Stephen? So we started to, you know, ask people and browse around on these secondhand sites were kind of shady. Because the way tickets kind of work in Korea is that you need to have like the credit card or your ID to go pick it up if you're a foreigner uh, for the site we were using. And we are foreigners. So we were a little bit worried and we ended up finding this one site that didn't work out. And we went to the second site, which was recommended by a friend of ours. And we found two standing seats or not seats, but tickets kind of in the same area. And it worked out, Stephen. Right. So... While I've heard that a lot of K-pop concerts do this, none of the K-pop concerts previous to this have done this, but all the prices for the tickets were the same for this concert. Um, Whether or not you were right next to them or way in the back, every ticket was 99,000 yen, not yen, fuck me, Uh, 99,000 won, which is probably like 90 bucks, right? Give or take. Um, Which is super normal kind of price for America. I mean, for... (laughs) For Korean K-pop For Korea, yes. But, you know, since we bought it on second hand, of course, we're going to pay more, right? How much did we end up paying? I think each ticket was about marked up maybe 50-ish percent. Wait, together, it was like 200 something, something. right? It, wasn't it was three? like 260 something or 280 something. So we paid probably the amount that... We should have paid, to be honest. Right, right. I was going to say, like, when the K-pop people come to America, they're charging like 200 $300 just to be remotely close. And we did end up paying that much. To, to be close. And we were 
pretty close. I mean, we were probably in the middle-ish of the standing room. And so, like, the girls, when they were kind of at the front of the stage, right, we were probably, what, like... Like 10 feet, 10 15, feet? yeah, 10 to 15 feet away or in like meters, that's like what, three meters or so? Right. Like really close. That was as close as I, I wanted to. I mean, I would wish we were number one. We were right in front, but of course we couldn't swing that. I wanted to be able to watch a whole K-pop concert without ever looking at the screen, right? And uh, I was really happy with with the seats that we got. And I didn't think the price were that much. I mean, it was probably what, like 120, 130 for each ticket at the end, right? If it's 260. So um, I think we did pretty good with that. Yeah. And so the venue itself was not the biggest venue. It was a, a basketball kind of stadium. And they were kind of doing the show uh, half of it, uh, kind of horizontally, like lengthwise. The seating seats were obviously the seating seats in the back and the standing seats were separated into like three areas. And we were more uh, on the right. There's one in the middle. It was kind of like a T-shaped stage. So we, you know, I think kind of got the best area but that's kind of up to subjectiveness so um yeah so the reason i guess we mentioned that is uh like the overall concert experience like we've seen well we've seen girls generation iu shiny mama moon and sistar together um we've seen some university stuff tons of university stuff like um, girls day and such yeah. yeah but uh for real concerts i think the only like single person concerts we've seen are girls generation IU and Shiny. Before Twice, of course. Right. And I think Twice's concert, like, I'm not, I'm not saying like as a, a fan of Twice, but I think as a concert experience, I think Twice's concert was probably the best one. For me, hands down the best one. Hands down. And I mean, we went to Girls' Generation at a time where you still really love Girls' Generation, right? Yeah. But the, the concert experience of like, A, it was a long concert. It was three and a half hours. That, that was crazy. It was I, I was like, are they really good? I was worried they weren't even going to reach two hours, right? And they just kept going and going and going. We were talking about like their discography and like you were saying, do they have enough songs to fill up like three hours of time? And I said, yeah, if they perform all their B-sides and stuff and, and probably do someone else's songs, then probably yes. But three hours is a long, long time for like a group that hasn't even been out for like three years. Yeah, they've only been out for a year, a year and, and a half. half. A year and a yeah. half, yeah. Two years, I think, at the coming of this this like end of year, if that's right. I think they came out around. That's I worded that really badly, but like maybe September ish. I want to say something like that. Very yeah. near the end of 2015, I mm-hmm. think. So a that's very important because we had just got done talking about Sistar and Mamamoo, and together they barely played for two hours, right? Um, and and Sistar has an extensive discography, right? Um, and Mamamoo probably has as much as many songs as Twice, right? And Twice just blew them out of the water. They just kept singing song after song kept after song. Kept dancing. They didn't do that much individual stuff. I think they only had one little section where they split up into three sub units, quote unquote. And they they sang like one sang like an Ariana Grande song that I had never heard of in my life. You didn't even know it was an English song, to be honest. Yeah, though. I was like, well, what is happening right now? And then... Another group kind of saying it's like cutesy, I guess Korean, like trot song. Yeah, it's Korean trot, old like old style folk song, I guess. Right, and then the last group was Mina and Momo, and they danced ballet, like a interpretive, interpretive dance, dance slash ballet thing. That was kind of weird, but yeah, in general, I I, I thought it was a, a great concert experience. Now we were in the standing area, 
And that means we were probably standing for what, like five and a half hours, maybe six maybe even hours? more, maybe even more. Probably I want to say six hours total, right? Because you got to get there early, and then you got to stand in line there, right? Even maybe seven hours because after the concert end, we're kind of like you know still on our feet too, right? Right, right. Um, so it was, it was a really painful. Like after we stood, oh shit, we totally forgot Big Bang. We went to Big Bang's concert. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. We and we Big Bang was one of the only concerts that we actually had standing tickets also for for their concert, and that, that was rough. After that concert, we were like, let's never do standing again. But then that's kind of the the payment you got to have, right? Either you sit kind of far away, right, and sit comfortably, or you stand there and they you can get pretty close to them, right? That's like the trade off. Now for Big Bang, we were never that close, even in the standing area. Their standing area was pretty damn big. pretty huge yeah um, and the seats were even farther away right um in this one the standing area wasn't even that big um and the seats were actually pretty close pretty right because as you said it was like a half base basketball stadium rather than a gigantic olympic stadium or whatever that yeah um, a big bang was in. yeah so when i saw the venue itself the pricings for the tickets did make sense because um, you know, standing, you're really, really up close, but there are some sitting areas that you are kind of pretty much right in front of them. I think the T platform of the stage was like maybe only two or three feet away from the railing of where the sitting area was. So mm. um, all in all, I think the venue itself that they chose was kind of like perfect for every concert goer. And that's kind of hard to accomplish um, when you're pretty popular and you know, you have to sell tickets, right? The the venue itself, I don't, I don't re- really recall there being any empty seats, which is kind no. of a really pre- prevalent thing in a lot of concerts that we concerts that we have gone to. Even like really, really big names like Girls Generation, Shiny, and Big Bang, right? Like there are plenty of empty seats. It definitely in the in the sitting area. I don't recall this at all. I remember especially Shiny when they had the okay, lights Shiny's out. was yes. We were in the very fucking back. We were like a mile away for Shiny. It was really easy to see, since we were in the back as well, to see like splotches where there weren't any people or like lights or anything. And we're just like, wow. It, you know, you, you kind of get this expectation that all the seats are sold out because they're hard to get tickets. But that's just like fan clubs buying them out and stuff to make it look good. Usually. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely now remember Shiny like, we were like very back and there were just like rows where there just wasn't any people. But thinking, I'm trying to think big bang. I, I don't think I saw empty seats. Even sister Mamamoo, I didn't see that many empty seats. Oh no. Sister Mamamoo, there were definitely empty seats. There were. Yeah, there were. Oh, I yeah, distinctly I recall any. that. Um, for big bang. Yeah. I don't really remember cause we were a standing area. I don't really remember looking back so much. But Girls' Generation, uh, yeah, there were a few kind of splotches in the sitting area for sure. Mm. Um, well, either way, like I, I think the reason you bring that up, right, is is to say that because um, we were having this discussion on the way back because we were we were going to record something right after the concert. I, you know, I even brought my stuff, but the problem was that the concert went so long and we needed a bus back from Seoul that we just couldn't fit anything in, right? But we were talking about how you you are saying that this is the perfect time to see twice because they're not big enough uh, yet to sell out like the girls generation size stadium. And they're not big enough yet to sell out like the big bang size stadium. Right. Which is good because everything's much closer together. Right. Uh, Cause as we said, like even the seats, like they were actually not that far away. Right. Like, and plus with the T stage that they, or the T Y the Y stage that they 
yeah. were on. And, and they use that Y stage a lot to get closer and closer to all the people. So I thought they did a really, really good job of moving around, I think. Because I think in Big Bang, they moved on a little bit. More, and more towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And Girls' Generation did a thing where they like, got in these moving platforms and kind of went around. But they, that was such a big concert that, like, they can't just, like, walk, you know, they can't get that close to people because there were yeah. a million people there. Just, just to kind of put it in perspective, like, when we went to go see Girls' Generation, we were kind of in, quote, unquote, like, we had good seats, quote, unquote. But we were still, I think, our seats from the stage in the Girls' Generation concert compared to, like, the worst seats from the Twice stage. Like, it was further for us in the Girls' Generation kind of venue than in this venue for, like, even the worst seats. Right. We paid for good tickets. Uh, it was sitting, right? It was sitting, yeah. yeah. We weren't standing, technically. But, like, we couldn't even see them. Like, we, I, I for the nine-tenths of that concert, I was watching a screen, right? Um, it also didn't help. We've talked about this before. But in the Girls' Generation concert... People started standing up. Even in the sitting area, people were standing up, which meant you really couldn't see sometimes. Wait, that was the girls' generation one, right? I think so, yeah. And we were talking about how like a lot of the girls, like especially the children that were there, like they just couldn't see anything. Yeah, if you're short, then sorry. You know, um, like that's kind of the rough, uh, <laughs> you know, truth that you have to face when you're in those kind of areas because people are gonna are gonna stand. You know, right. people are going to want to see their idols and, and, and that. So, but yeah, I think we, we were in the standing area for Big Bang, standing area in twice, and we were probably three to four times farther away for the Big Bang. It, it was fucking night and day, I think. And yeah. also, Big Bang, since it was such a large venue, it got very, very, very hot. Okay. I remember me and Steven, when we went out of there, we were just like, I feel like I'm going to die. I think I'm going to pass out. Like, legitimately, like, I, I'm so like tired from standing for so long and two, so dehydrated. And the twice uh, venue, it was small enough where the air circulation was pretty good. And if you weren't in like the throngs of like people pushing to try to be in front, it was uh, relatively comfortable um, temperature wise, even in the dead of summer or not dead of summer, even in summer. Yeah. So on Instagram, I put a little a couple of pictures. Now we couldn't take many pictures because pictures were, were, were banned from most of the concert. I, I don't even think they, I don't know if they planned it, but like pretty much at the end, they were just like, fuck it. And like everybody took out their cameras, right? Like once everybody starts doing it, the security guards can't do can't do anything, right? Um, so there are a couple of pictures that we took so you can kind of see how close we are. But uh, it was it was great. Like it was great seeing them. They did a great job of moving around, people moving to all sides, right? All of sides of the Y. Beautiful, 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 yeah. beautiful. And the reason I think it was perfect to watch them at this time, and me and Steven kind of had a little of a, Differing views. I mean, I can kind of see where he's coming from, but for me, uh, subjectively, this is probably the best time to watch them, um, because arguably, for twice their peak is in what maybe about two years, like roughly two years, they'll hit their peak peak of popularity, and at that time, they're going to be performing at venues like you know Girls' Generation and Big Bang, and tickets are going to be really hard, and the quality of seats are just going to drop, in my mind, and. This was, I think, the perfect venue and the perfect size of crowd where the energy was good. Um, there weren't any empty seats. We were really close. Um, we heard all the songs we wanted to hear. Uh, and unfortunately, some of the B-sides that we didn't want to hear. But the songs, I can understand, you know, if they come out with bangers in like the next two years, then it would be a little bit sad not to hear those songs. But 
I, I do like a lot of their B-side songs, so it, it wasn't such a chore for me to listen to them. Right. I think my, my thing was that, like, while I do appreciate that we didn't come out of it like, damn, I wish they sang, a, you know, AXB song, right? Like, Sistar didn't sing Loving You, right? Mama Moo didn't sing uh, Mr. Peppermint Chocolate stuff, yeah. or Don't Be Happy. Shiny didn't sing Replay. Big Bang didn't really sing any of their early stuff, right? What else? Did IU did sing most she of everything. Sang a lot of but she sang a lot of Modern Times stuff at that time, and I did not like that album too much. Right. Um, but this, I mean, this one, we were like, okay, we heard every Twice song, right? We, Literally every Twice song. Probably every single time. I mean, I don't listen to all the B-sides, but there were so many B-sides. Like, um, given maybe one or like maybe a handful of B-sides, we heard all of them, like guaranteed. Yeah. But so so that kind of, I guess, brings me to like some of the things that I, I didn't really like about the concert, which was that they chose to sing B-side songs instead of more interesting things. Like, for example, uh, more subunit things, right? Where uh, they can sing other people's songs, right? Like, they're JYP. They could have sang, like, a Wonder Girl song. Like, that would have been amazing. They could have sang, a, a, like, a, a big thing in a lot of K-pop concerts is, like, girls singing guy songs and guys singing girl songs. Like, it would be so cool if they sang a 2 p.m. song, right? Some of the 2 p.m. people were watching them in the yeah, Like, uh, you know, Heechul from Super Junior was there, too. Like, yeah, like, they could have done a lot more fun things rather than just sing every single one of their B-side songs. Uh, and for the record, like, of all the concerts, Girl Generation and Big Bang included, like, the fan chants for Twice were on a whole fucking other level. It, they were fucking on point, especially for, like, TT. I remember just you and I just kind of locked eyes and we were like, the fuck? It's insane. And I know people say that. You know, they'll hear it sometimes on music shows, but like Big Bang, I would guess, had like twice as many people in that stadium, right? And the fan chants for for twice were way louder. Like I mean, granted, insane. granted, we were in the standing area, so the people around us are like very fervent, but man, that 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 basketball standing was ringing. Yeah. I mean, we were standing for Big Bang too, you know? Um, but and also I think guys were like yelling their hearts out, right? They were like putting their entire life into some of those fan chants. And mm -hmm. while I guess the girls of Big Bang were just more like, ah, you know, rather than like, I love you, fuck me, you know, fuck me, fuck me, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I totally agree with you, Steven. I think, granted, I do like a lot of their B-side songs. I would, instead of hearing some of their B-side songs, I would like to see them like cover more songs or do more solo songs. Or, I mean, because they had a part where they were doing kind of like these anime songs, like opening covers. Yeah, they did like Sailor Moon. They did Car Captor Sakura. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did another one. Maybe? I can't remember what what it was, but I I want to. I, I could have done with more of that for like a three hour concert. Even though I I didn't really care about those openings, but yeah, it, it's something in that vein. I right. would have appreciated more. Yeah, right. And then I mean, the reason I bring the fan chants is that there were even B side songs where even there were not many fan chants. Like that's how deep in the discography twice went to like even the super fans were like we didn't really make fan there's no for fan this. chance for this <laughs> we didn't really make any for yeah. this guys and and for me too like i've heard some of those b-side songs and i don't like them as much as josh does like i think some of them are okay but i don't play them on my playlist so you know they only have what four title songs five title songs Five, yeah, Signal, Knock Knock, yeah. uh, Cheer Up, TT, uh, Like Ua. And arguably, oh, I really like two of them, and then one of them's okay, and then two of them are so-so, right? Like, yeah. th 
I wanted more. It, there was a little bit like, okay, like it's another song I don't really know. You know, it's another song I don't really know. And I understand that's my fault, kind of right that I that I'm going to a Twice concert and I don't know all Twice. You're songs. not a super I, fan. I, right? I understand that's just a my me, but this sure. is my experience. Like I do kind of wish that like they didn't focus so much on B side. It's not even B side songs. Like they went all the way to C side, right? They they were doing some C sides. And it would have been nice to um, do other people. Like, it would have been so cool to do even, like, a YG song. Just something untwice-like, right? It would be cool to see them branch out a little bit, right? Because I, I think Sailor Moon is a very twice thing, right? We've seen them do Sailor Moon. Yeah, right? I've seen them. There's kind of, like, thing. But anyways. Yeah. Right. They they didn't really kind of experiment too much. Like, even their solo stuff, I think they stuck to things that I think they're very comfortable with. Right. Like, you know... A happy trot song like i there's definitely members that members that did that song were the members that you expect would do that song mm -hmm. the interpretive dance they are obviously mina's gonna fucking do that because she's you know a ballerina and shit and like the other songs like the ariana grande song they said they were fans of ariana grande, ariana grande so it's like okay all these are very much twice-ish there's right. nothing that it was just like whoa they did this you know like to be fair, though, there was also no, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, when Shiny started singing the Macarena. Yes. Like, let's not forget, they didn't sing Replay, but they sang the Macarena. Why, though? Yeah. And not even a little bit of Macarena. The they whole, sang a whole fucking, fucking song. song. I don't even think I've ever heard the whole fucking song of Macarena. Uh, and the other thing, I guess, it's we know this of twice, but especially coming off of the Mamamoo Sistar concert, where both of those groups have some singers and you can hear them sing and they're singing. I know twice was probably technically singing, but it went on for three and a half hours. And honestly, they, I, they could have lip synced that entire thing. I'm I sure at know. least half of it. They very much did because it's hard to sing. This this is their second day in a row that they're having a concert and just physically it's tiring, but definitely for your voice, it's very, very tiring as well. Sure, but people do concerts all the time where they're singing the entire time. I mean, like... Yeah, that's true. That's not... Plus, they have... They you have know, there are numbers. bands yeah. that will sing with one singer for hours and hours and hours, you know? Like, right. I don't think that's a... That's a kind of a cop-out, I think. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, they... This is very K-pop of them to, to not do it. Sure. I yeah. mean... And plus, of course, twice don't they don't have songs where like they need to hit a long high note in the middle of the song and and they can ad lib a little bit, right? Like yeah, usually only Jihyo is responsible for that, and she's a decent singer, but not. I mean, not in any of the songs. Not Mamamoo. I'm like you know. Sure, I'm not saying they need to sing like Mamamoo. I just right, mean right, like right. I never. Re it never really felt like they were actually singing. Like except for there was one part I re I, I remember where Mina messed up and she started singing too early, and I was like, oh, the mics are on. I didn't know that. I remember that. And she was so embarrassed for that. Yeah. But the I think the the huge thing that we also kind of agreed on is that since this is Twice's first concert, there were some some kind of awkward parts with like kind of fan interaction or they weren't very necessarily confident doing certain things. And I think with more experience, they would get better. But even Sistar, who was kind of like half-assing a lot of things, they were still kind of trying to get the crowd involved and all that. I wasn't going to word it like that. I was going to more say that like half of them were really good at fan interaction. When it's not their turn to part to sing, they would turn to the audience and smile and make winky faces yeah. and say hi. Jung Young was really good at that. Like Daehyun um, was, Dai was very good. good at that. 
Nayeon, I think, was was pretty good at that. Yeah. Gio was pretty good. And then there are some that were just very awkward, very bad at it. Yeah. Like, of course, I mean, Tsui was just a robot. She was just kind of a robot <laughs> the whole robot. time. Yeah. Like, she would smile, and and there are certain parts where she'd like be high, but like if she wasn't singing, it really seemed like she was focusing really hard on what was going to come next. She right? was just like in hibernate mode. Right. Um, and then some of the other girls didn't really do as much of that. But I do think that the ones that did do it, like, I like that. Like, I think they did a pretty good job of it. Also, I, I, I think that the concert itself was really, really good with, even though we didn't watch the screen, um, I thought it was really cool that every single girl had their own cameraman. And... You know, the, there's a dude in the back who's switching between all their faces. Like it wasn't just like a kind of a far shot of all the girls for the most part. The screen was almost always a close up on whoever was singing, and I thought that was really cool. And um, that that was also good. And even like their their decals and the, like their promo videos that they shot and stuff. I think those were really good. And also yeah. the sound was really good. Yeah, all do the bass in that theater was just. In it was in my fucking soul. There was actually it one song, you. I think it was Knock Knock, where I literally was like, stop it. It's too much. I can't handle it. Okay, so on that note, this is kind of a tangent, but on that note, since I've heard Knock Knock and Signal uh, live now, Knock Knock is such, such the worst song. Uh, such the worst. It is so much worse than Signal now for me because it came to a point where the bass was so... It reverberated so much that it reverberated on itself even more and it sounded really offbeat. And I just was like, turn it off. Please turn it off. Like, you're giving right. me heart palpitations. Like, like, it wasn't just that it was loud. It was that it was so loud. It, it was kind of offbeat. And it, and it made the sa- song sound like so we. I was like going to have a seizure. It was just yeah. so weird. So, yeah, Josh is now on the dark side and he thinks signal's, signal's better. better. Yeah, signal's better. Again, like, the normal amount of fan chant is one thing, but the title song fan chance blew my mind. Like especially TT blew my mind. I mean, of course. Yeah. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, and it was also crazy that they like did cheer up really early and cheer up is probably arguably their most popular song. Like on the charts, they did that one like third and r- never did it again. Right. It was never really mentioned again. Like they saved TT and signal, signal for the end, which which I'm pretty, I mean, I know it's the new song, right? Yeah. But you don't always need to do the new song last, right? Like, you'd think TT would be last. Um, the, the other thing, I guess, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It, it was just the way they did an encore, um, which was like, well, A, they had an encore, which was great, right? We love that, you know, screw you, sister. <laughs> but yeah, we, we love that there was an encore. But they didn't actually sing during the encore. They The encore was just like fan picture time, right? Where the music was kind of going around. And they were just pretty much walking around, pretty much taking people's phones and taking selfies with those phones during that part. And it would last for a very long time because like six songs maybe like played during that time. Right. I mean, it was good because we got to take pictures and we got to what, you know, whatever. But like they didn't really sing another song after that. Um, you know, it was kind of like on music shows where they will win and they won't sing, but they'll kind of like do like funky stuff. It was exactly like that. Kind of. Yeah. Except. They're not really interacting with fans on those, but yeah, they're um, they're well, the the not singing and kind of goofing off mm-hmm. part of it. But I mean, we just mentioned it sort of, but like before that part, there was like fans like sent in letters and they had this whole video, and then each girl took arguably way too long. Um, way, yeah, way too long. Uh, each girl like the first like four girls spent like. 
10 to 15 minutes each thanking the fans, which I, I understand, but, and they were crying and it takes some time, but you know, for me not being a, a Korean, you know, uh, fluent in Korean, even for me as a Korean speaker, I was just like, Oh, you're, you guys are saying the same thing though. Right. Right. And it didn't until like Dahyun's like, who's like eighth or seventh or whatever. And she was like trying to make it fun and try to make it happier. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta know how to like make your words succinct. Like if, if you know, See, it's a different thing if they knew that they were going to do that beforehand or not. Because if you knew that you were going to have to like say your feelings about the whole concert and the tour, then you should have kind of prepared a little bit more about what you were planning to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it really just seemed like they were just talking off the top of their heads. Right, right. Um, but I mean, either way, those are like tiny things. Like I think overall, like it was, I think the best, right? You said the best a plus, concert a we've plus been experience. to. Could have been better, I think, but it was still an, an amazing experience, and I'm really happy to see them. They look fucking beautiful. Beautiful. Seeing them in real life, a they're tiny, right? Super, you can't get over yeah. how tiny they are. Um, and b like they're so cute. It's <laughs> so, so pretty. Like, and, yeah. Like Tui is so fucking cute. And like, dude, I never thought. What's her name? Chaeyoung. Why? Why is it all the young girls for me? But like, I never <laughs> thought she was that cute. And they always fucked up her hair. Like, they always gave her weird, like whatever. Short or bob. Short or bob or that black bob in knock knock. Oh, it's the worst. In this one, I don't know if she was wearing a wig or not. But or just hair extensions. Hair, like yeah. Um, she had kind of long hair and much better bangs. And I thought she looked amazing. Like, I thought she looked really good. She, I mean, she got some of the loudest chants of all the Twice girls, which I, I, I wasn't expecting uh, for her to get. I mean, they all looked amazing. Yeah. Some of them looked extra amazing. Yeah, for sure. So I want Sana's. I want Sana's dentist's number, man. Like those teeth are just fucking white as shit. They're golden. I want it. <laughs> They're um, too perfect. And Momo. Oh my god, Momo. Like Yo, Momo is stacked. Her body is. Oh, she's fucking stacked. And like, I mean, I know there's a very you know popular fan cam going around of her dancing, and like she is working the dancing though. Like yeah. she's always working and doing. It 100%. it makes it makes sense why JYP put her in there for quote unquote performance. Like her dancing was so much, so right. much better than everyone else's. Like it was a lot more sharp. And I know we, I, you know, we're not. I'm not going to mention every single girl, but like every single girl had a moment where I was just like, oh my god, you like, are goddamn god cute, damn it, like you're so cute or. You're you're kind of you're so much sexier than 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 I thought. Um, and then there are times where you're like you're exactly like kind of the character that we see in like variety shows and stuff, and uh, that that's also really nice to see. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that was I guess our twice concert experience. Kind of bum. It's gonna be our last concert experience, right? At least in in Korea. You know, maybe we'll go to KCON. Although I one of our Slack chingus yeah. put pictures up today of. Uh, KCON New York or something. And it was like half empty. Yeah. Like the speaking of empty seats, like that was empty seats. Like half the seats were empty. Um, and you know, maybe that will cause them to start lowering the prices. And by the time we get to America, it might not cost $300 to go to KCON. Hey, we'll see. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, you stuck around for that. Now let's get to the actual podcast. The main, the main part of this. The part of the time where we talk about the songs that we really really enjoy now i will say really 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 2k17 we've been kind of down but i really like the songs this week yeah so i think for the last two episodes we've done kind of like a shorter list like maybe six songs but this week i think steven and i were in conjunction we're like yo we got to do eight songs for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't actually think that's true. But uh, we, uh, but there was a few episodes where we're like, yeah, we should make it short. Like, right, 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 yeah, right. yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, like we were yeah. like, we can't even pick eight, right? We can't. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. We couldn't even pick six for some of them, right? But this time we were like, all we're eight, all eight. Let's do all eight. Yeah. Baby. Um. So weirdly enough, of course, I won rock paper scissors weirdly again, enough. and so I got to pick my favorite song first, and I went with a good old. You don't know who these people are, and I didn't really know who these people are kind of song. The song is called a uh, singer called Ben featuring Yosip, although the English is Y-O dollar sign A-P, so Yosap, um, with their song, Sweetie. Baby, So, Stephen, you you knew of this singer before, right? I knew of Ben because I saw the name uh, as an OST singer, and I was like, oh, I wonder who this dude is. Um, not a dude. Ben is actually the girl that you heard singing, and she does mainly do OSTs. Yosap, or Yosep, I don't know who this dude is. We don't is. know who this guy is, but it's, it's very strange the way they kind of made this song the guy starts the song first and he sings the first hook so you kind of think is maybe that's ben ben. the guy yeah is this a boy's name but no ben is the girl and you would think a, with yo yo dollar sign ap maybe just because i'm thinking of asap uh rocky. rocky but like you would think that's that's a rapper you think a, a rapper, rapper would be yo sap right it's a rapper name um but it's not he was he was a singer so it was all sorts of just throwing me off right um and then of course this song is is just Chain smokers. It's closer. It's closer. This it's song is closer. closer. This song is closer. Yes, but it's good. It's, it's a, a good, good song. song. It's very similar to Closer, but it has its little differences. Like for example, um, the guy who's singing is a much much better singer than the guy in Chain Smokers. But I will not deny the similarities. Like the the and these are even very similar. They're just stock footage of white people enjoying life. It's also a lyric video with the lyrics showing up on screen. Very, very similar to Closer. I know it is. Maybe I just like Closer, but I think this is a fun song. It, it, it This is my summer bop so far for this year. Yo, for real, like, I think up until now, we haven't really had a song that we're like, yo, summer's here. But this song, I think, is like, you know, this is a summer song. It's happy. It's bright. It's cheerful. Um, it's a song about, like, how 
you know, she's sweet, I'm sweet, we're sweet together kind of a deal. And it's just nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Closer does a better job of the EDM part of things, right? Like the break is much better. And Closer, of course, what do we love about those songs? They let the backing track kind of breathe and stuff. And this song doesn't do that. But as a Korean pop song or, you know, like, I love this song. I think it's a great, yeah. great ass song. Did a great job. I also really enjoy this song, too. I mean, check it out, man. Yeah. Ben and Yosef. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, this so, so sweetie. Try it out. Um, so you may not have heard about Ben and Yosef. Definitely have not heard about Yosef. But you've probably heard about this next chingu. This next chingu, his name is Henry, uh, featuring Nafla. The song is called I'm Good. Everything is better. Better. So Henry uh, of Super Junior M, he's kind of been a little upset lately that he hasn't really been given the spotlight, but arguably he's gotten a lot of singles out. Um, he put out that song, Jig Girlfriend, which was kind of a B-side, but it was still a pretty good song. And his last song was Real Love. Girlfriend was more R&B ballad. Uh, Real Love is kind of regular pop ballad. Um, so this song is definitely different than both of those songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is more of like uh, an R&B chingle that we you know, are more used to out of not Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool to see him kind of try different things, right? I mean, because Girlfriend and Real Love and this song, I'm Good, are, are very, very different. All three. Um, but they're not so different that we're not like, totally like surprised i think henry's voice is a very consistent kind of in a lot of these songs um he doesn't go full r&b chingu voice right he doesn't he's not doing dpr live autotune right he's not like changing up his style to be a lot more hippity hop right yeah um he's just kind of singing uh and he sings pretty well i mean he always has sang pretty well like i really appreciate that about henry like he is trying a little bit different styles like here and there, but he's not totally biting off of the style. Like he's still kind of putting his own stank and his stank is the way he sings. So I think the MVP of the song is the backing track as if, as with most kind of R and B songs that I like, he sings, which is great. And he does not really try to rap, which is also a plus. And his voice, like you said, just really fits the song. He doesn't have to use auto tune. Uh, he's just he's singing straight up. And uh, Nafla, he, he does an okay job. 
Um, he doesn't really make the song worse nor make it better, but this song definitely could use a rap in that part. I'm just not sure if it's Nafwa. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I think the backing track is fine. I, I wish the backing track was louder. Mm-hmm. I wish it was much more encompassing in the song because you want to kind of chill and really nod your head to this. And I think Henry's singing does a decent job of bringing you in. Um, I just, I do wish the backing track was a little bit more, um, had a little bit more oomph on it. Kind of hit you a little bit more with a, with a bass or not necessarily louder, like noisy, but right, right. Yeah, just um, more prominent parts in it. Like maybe the bass was a little louder, the percussion was a little bit louder, but uh, the song itself, very, very good. I, re- yeah, I really I recommend like you it. to download it, especially if you're into like the R&B style. I know a lot of our listeners are kind of, they've got a little bit of that wheelhouse, that similarities with me. So all those chingus out there, go download a song. So now, Let's talk about the music video of this song. Oh, boy. What is SM doing, man? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's like they're turning into YG. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Oh, but yeah. YG's like, still YG. This music video, like, in the beginning, Henry is kind of wearing clothes that, like, kind of a normal American hip-hop chingu might wear like josh was even like i might, I might wear, wear some clothes, of this right stuff, yeah like black shirt some chains although you don't really wear chains yeah, i don't really wear chains but like a decent wardrobe right and he starts meeting girls that are like straight up from an acorn black video which is like super are i think kind of racist right like they took pictures of black girls from the early 90s right and and just put these asian girls into that and then Henry himself decides to join the fray. And he just comes out with like kind of Taeyong dreads, wearing like weird clothes. Just it, it's so it's so funny how for the song you and I were like, yo, that's great that Henry didn't, you know, bend himself to fit a mold that right. he's still singing. But this music video is the direct opposite of that. Like right. I cannot see Henry wearing this shit. This is it's not your bad. lane. This is not your lane, homie. Nobody no, wears that shit. Wearing it. I don't even think black people wear that shit anymore. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's to this whole nother level. Like, SM was like, you doing this. And Henry's like, yes, sir. Right away, sir. Like It's like to a comical degree of It's like fucking Silky Boys. But <laughs> no. Silky Boys, they're just wearing, like, dick in a box clothing. They're not wearing yeah, this is like, cultural appropriation clothing. Yeah, this is like Acor Black meets, like, EDC or, or an Ultra or some shit like that. And just... Right, yeah, it's like kind of a little bit of that, like, yo, bro, like wearing a like a a wife beater kind of, not a wife beater, but a sleeveless shirt, right? But then you add on like all this appropriation, it's too, it's, and it's, it's just, just too much. It's too bad. much extras. It's too bad. many extras. Um, like so bad that that Josh was like, I really like maybe somebody asked like, yo, show me what KRB sounds like, right? Like you want to show them this music video because the song's pretty the good. The song's pretty good, but you don't want to show them this video because then people will be like. Yo, why are Koreans so fucking racist? <laughs> like, Yo, Josh, you down with this? I'm like, no, I'm not. No, yeah. I just like the song. I just... <laughs> it's bad. It, it's bad, man. I mean, weirdly enough, there might be a worse one that we're going to talk about today. But, and, you know, Henry has always been somebody that, like, I've seen in variety shows. And he has this image of kind of being a dumb, like, happy dude, right? And he kind of sings like a dumb, happy dude, right? And this video... It's still within that kind of dumb, happy dude. It's just a little bit more on the, he's trying to be a dumb hip hop, hard party dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah, It's just in a weird, it's in a weird world right there. So don't watch the music video, listen to the song. That's what I'm saying. 
Agreed. Uh, moving on, my next uh, song that I really like is by kind of a project group of girls. Uh, they're going by the girls next door with their song Deep Blue Eyes. interesting yeah, actually i'm not sure how many people are aware of this group because i wasn't put onto this group until you told me about them like you stumbled upon them but they they got some names in here right steven right so this is a project group from a tv show well it's not really on tv but it's it's a show called idol drama operation and it's on v live and they release new episodes every day like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday uh the episodes aren't super long they kind of range between like 20 minutes or 30 minutes but I think for the last two weeks, it's been bam, 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 bam. And I've been watching most of it. And the show features a Red Velvet Sulgi, Mamamoo's Moonbyul, hashtag Moonbyul, uh, Somi's Somi, Oh My Girl's Yua, Lovely's Sujung, Produce 101's Kim So-hee, and Sonamoo's Deanna. Now, maybe you don't know who some of those girls are, but you probably know about half of them. At least half of them. Um, but they're just this conglomeration of just cute girl and another cute girl and another fucking cute girl and a really hot girl. Do Soda Moose, Deanna, Diana, I don't know how the fuck you say her name. Dana, maybe even? She's so pretty. She is so pretty. It hurts my, it hurts my body. Um, you guys, it hurts my pee-pee, did you? <laughs> I hurt my own pee-pee. She doesn't oh, hurt the pee-pee. Oh, I don't want to um, know that. But I mean, I know that. Yeah. But <laughs> so the show itself is kind of this weird show. It's like the very first episode has the girls auditioning for a drama uh, to get kind of footage of them acting. And then they kind of scrub that. And from the second episode on, they're like, actually, the real show is you guys are going to write a drama about your lives like write the script and then you're going to act out this script. And I think the girls in the script are in a K-pop group together. And that K-pop group is girls next door, this fictitious group. Um, And so they brought in B1A4's uh, Jin Young, uh, who also produced, produced one-on-ones like in the same place. I wise when the cherry blossom fades, 
and pretty much all of B or most of B1A4 stuff, he produced this song and it really, really sounds like one of his songs. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's a really good kind of modernization of a lot of, of like in the same place when the cherry blossom fades. Cause those are very flowery and very airy. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to describe, but Jin Young definitely has a certain style that's prevalent in B1A4 and a lot of the songs that he's written for like girl groups, especially like, I uh, can't remember what B1A4's uh, sister group is. Oh My Girl. Oh My Girl, yeah. But it sounds a lot like Oh My Girl songs. They're very, like you said, flowery, but they kind of have this very happier, high-register melody to them. Yeah. Unlike some of his other songs, like he's adding in all these more electronic-y sounds and heavier sounds. And, you know, some parts it's a little much, but I think in general, like, I really like it. And yeah. there, there are also parts where it's very light and it's very, like the backing track kind of drops away a little bit and... And it gives the, like, I think Yuaz usually singing during this time. And it just, I think some people might find it Frankenstein-y sometimes. But I, I still think there's a, a very good through line for this song. And, I mean, the the chorus is still in my head right now. Like, I, I just think it's a really fun oh, yeah. song. He, I mean, he did a really good job of making it, like, happy and cute and kind of like a girl group. But at the same time, not to the point where it's really like sugary and kind of like egg and cringy and, yeah. and all that, which like eyeing what is like, yeah, you could be very, it's a very fine line. And I think he did a really good balance of using those things and where people might say, Oh, that's very Frankenstein-y, but I think it balances out the cringiness very well. Right. And he also, I mean, he's got to make room for two rappers because Deanna is a rapper. And of course, Moonbyul is a rapper. The Bjol. And a, he does a very smart thing and he does not make them go after each other. He, Diana, Deanna, she has her own part. And then uh, like in the middle of the song and then at the very, very end, Moonbeal has her part. So at least they're not stacked together. Um, They're not the greatest of raps. It, it didn't need a rap per se, but I still think it didn't ruin the song. He didn't have to change the whole beat completely just for, for the rappers, mm -hmm. um, which is really good. Um, And, you know, there is part of the thing of just it's fun to see all these girls together from different groups. And of course I watched the show. So I'm kind of into that on a random side note. The choreography is by this very long standing choreography company. It's called Yama and hot chicks. And we've never really mentioned them nor really known about them. I've seen, we should know about them though. Yeah, right? we do. We should. Um, and so that's what I want to tell you, but we've seen a lot of practice videos are sometimes in their company's dance room. And I just had never really put it together. I thought that I thought it was just some shitty company name, Yama and the Hot Chicks. Turns out it is a shitty company name. It's just for a dance company, not a K-pop company. Yeah, and the CEO is uh, Bae Yoon Jung. Uh, and you guys like might not recognize the name off the bat, but she is the choreographer judge in Produce One Hundred One Season One. And they've done like a ton of choreography work, choreography work for like very very famous names, uh, like Brown Eyed Girls, uh, EXID, Girls Day. Kara obviously produced 101, Psy also, and uh, like Tiara. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we didn't mention, but they're really, really active. And we're not talking about like B-sides of these groups artists. We're talking about some of their most well-known songs were chore chore choreographed by Yama and Hot Chicks. Now, and those choreographies, like you know them for sure. Yeah. Um, now the name of the, the group. Yama and Hot Chicks. And they have like two groups, like Yamas and Hot Chicks. And we were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Whatever. And we were thinking maybe it's girl or the girls and the guys, but I mean we have yeah. No idea. But I'm actually really happy to kind of see this, like kind of happen, because Stephen and I have talked a lot about this in the past, where we want to see kind of these groups 
of like different members from different companies kind of getting together and doing something together. And yep. this is this is that, right? Like you have like what seven seven girls, eight girls? Can't I don't know how many there are, but a whole bunch of girls from seven. a whole different places. And a lot of them are very famous names. And probably you know all of all of maybe like five of them, four of them. And the choreographer is, you know, a very famous choreographer. The producer is a well-known producer. Like you definitely know where, who he's from or where he's from. And this this song's pretty good. Like the whole package, I'm very happy. Yeah, this, I mean, this is one of my fa- favorite songs I think so far of 2017. Hmm. Like I'd be surprised, I guess maybe if it's not in my top ten. Now it might not be in my top five, um, but I, it's definitely I think in my top ten. I, I really think that. Th- this kind of funness and cheerfulness and cuteness is not something we see that much anymore in K-pop, you know? So it's a good I balance. Like yeah. Um, and we, we didn't talk about the music video. The music video is just kind of them. It's terrible. Just doing their thing. I don't know. It's just, it's low budget. And I think nobody from any company wanted to shell, shell out a budget for this. So they kind of just yeah. did it. It's like beyond low budget. It's, it's a really bad music video, which is weird because the actual show is shot very well you know like a normal variety show would be shot hmm. um and then it was like yeah you know fuck all those nice cameras and p- camera people let's just use a a really crappy like faux music bank kind of editing process and make it suck more it's funny that you say that. it really just seemed like they're performing on like music bank or something i mean i think that's the idea is that they're because there's a version on v live where you actually can hear the fan chants for the song like they're actually performing in front of uh uh, fans it might actually be the same performance but it kind of actually did look like a fan music video like it like not a, a professionally made music video a little bit yeah but kind of like a fan ver- video for like a you know sometimes they make those music videos for songs that don't have music videos you know it's kind of seemed like and they kind of like chop it up with like performances and, and yeah. things like that yeah I, I got you i got you i know where you're at but anyways I, I if you want a show to watch and you really like cute girls being cute this is the show for you yeah, it's on V Live. It's like yeah. not on anything else, like yeah. the V app. You might be able to find it on other things, but like V Live actually uh, has translations built in. Um, so usually when it's uploaded, there's translations relatively soon. Again, it's called Idol Drama Operation. Check it out. I mean, if anything, for for the Somi. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the Somis. The Somi. I mean, but like you are so so freaking cute and. And Sujung is cute. There's a lot of Sogi pretty girls. is so cute. There's, I mean, there's a lot of pretty girls being pretty. And there's, oh, the, but also because they're making a drama about their idol life, they actually do talk about a lot of the hardships that they had during uh, when they were idols. And I, I, I thought that it was also pretty engaging. Of like, they're talking about like the hardships and like the, the things they had to go through. And like, there was even one point I think when um, Kim Sohee, who's not in a group currently. Um, she was like in IBI, like that project group, but she was saying like the, her first company that she was at, her boss was like treating her really, I think she bang, worded bang. it like <laughs> he viewed me as a woman, but like he would be like, let's go pick up something and make her sit in the front with him. And like, and she was like, I just thought all CEOs did that. Like, I thought that was just part of being a trainee life. And and all the other girls are like, the fuck, like no, like that's that's not right. They wanted um, to touch you in the no no places. Yeah, like, and you know all their problems with dieting and this and not being able to do this and not being able to see this. They can't see the family, and it's it was kind of like the reason why I enjoy Produce One Hundred One at times, right, where you get to see the 
and hear about the suffering. You know, yeah, it's a good behind the scenes of just idol life, right? Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are very curious about. So I think even Moonbyo was like, I mean, for years I was going to be a singer, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Nah, you're the rapper," and she was like, "Oh, okay." Then <laughs> and then you know, then she started rapping. Um, yeah. Also, I I never knew this. I should have known this, right? But because she's a rapper and she writes her own raps, her name is added to the credits, right? You know, sometimes rappers are always in the as credits writer. as writers, and they do get royalties from that. Nice. Yeah, I never, I, I should have known that, right? Because they're actually on it makes the sense. copyright yeah, it makes sense. thing. Yeah. But like, I never thought of that. They're like, as long as you just write your own rap, you, right? You're not producing the song, right? You're not like G-Dragon, right? You're, you're just writing your own little rap. You get, you get a little bit of points on the package. Nice. Learning things. Hmm, I don't learning. draw moderation. Well, I'm about to learn to do something new. We've never heard of this new guy. Um, and you probably have not heard of him as well. If you have, kudos. But uh, his name is very hard to say. And as Glabingo, the song is called Bonnie. Bonnie, So this guy, Youngin, he is a youngin, so young, 17 years young. He is, oh my goodness. And he's already singing about making love, love and babies like a young Chris Brown. But we were thinking, how can a 17-year-old have a music video like this? Unless he's freaking amazing. Right. And he's, he's not bad, but the real kind of thing is that his parents are both singers and composers and they write songs and such. So, you know, connections, baby. One plus one equals two kind of shit here. But his name is strangely a combination of glad and a bingo. Don't know why. That's something there for, for trivia sake. Glad bingo. But the song. Uh, this is another R&B chingu. I'm I'm always talking about R&B chingus. He sings an R&B song, but this song is a little bit, kind of a little bit dated. Uh, you said it sounds like a song from maybe four years ago. Maybe not that far from me, but it doesn't sound like current Korean R&B. That's for sure. Right. It's not the current trend, right? DPR Live and we just talked about Sick K and right. Loco was also doing some stuff like that, right? This is a more fun, more... It is kind of baby making at times. Um, it, it's a, it is about making love, as as far as a seventeen year old 
can make knows love, about right? love, I guess. Um, but it's not tryhardy. It's not tryhardy like Jay Park, right? What was that sex trip, right? Sex trip, yo, that's my jam. <laughs> it's not like that. Um, it, it the, the reason I say four years ago, it's just a very, it's like before Koreans really started trying to go hard, right? To go super American, right? It's not exactly brand new music style, but it's in this brand new music circle of the R&B Venn diagram. Yeah, it's in that sphere. And arguably, I think the reason why it sounds like not current R&B is because it, there's this huge poppiness to it. Yeah. That's a very prevalent, obviously, in brand new music style. Like Sonny definitely does a lot of that stuff. I mean, we kind of like that style versus like trying too hard or trying to be too like seductive or trying to be too like tough like we like people who don't really take themselves so seriously but this song i mean he still does say like um we're gonna make love and and shit like that so it's still a good r&b song as well so yeah it it is definitely more my style i think than than josh's usually normally but normally but Um, i really like the song but yeah it, it is true though that like his singing is not amazing and his rapping is not great luckily he doesn't do that much rapping which is good I'm actually happy that he's not featuring a rapper, right? He didn't, because we don't need, it, this song didn't need a Bean Zeter to come in, right? It didn't need one of those dudes. Um, So I'm very happy in Glabingo. It's a very hard name to Glad say. Bingo. Because I keep wanting to sing Glambingo. I don't know why Glambingo sounds so good, but it does. It's like, I want to say like Gambino, like Childish yeah, Gambino, but Josh I'm Gambino. like cl- Glambingo, you know? Clamato. Uh, but that's Glabingo. Yeah. Interesting. Great song. Uh, another addition to the R&B Venn diagram. Um, and speaking of new additions. Are you going to talk about the 80s R&B group new edition? No, I'm not going to. Oh. That would make more sense, but I'm not. I want to talk about our Patreon Chingus, who every month adds money into our bank accounts. Where are we going with that? That also just sounds kind of shitty. I, I don't even... Anyways, we want to thank all the people that, of course, donated money to us in May. We didn't get a recording after show last week because we were, we we're going to do the twice thing, and this always happens, but I suck. Also, actually, I've been really, really not feeling well for the last two weeks, uh, two or three weeks, which is why the podcasts are pretty coming out pretty late. Finally went to the doctor. I got some medicine. I feel much better now. Soaring it out. So stuff's coming out now. Anyways... We want to thank the people that donated it in May. Uh, our super awesome chingas that donated $10. Here's your shout out, Josh. Why don't you read these names? Sure. From the top, Emma L, Rachel W, Joanne J, Derek M, Ben P, and Charlene G. Thank you, guys. Thanks so, so, so very much. As we mentioned in the last main episode, we are starting our Patreon-only podcast. Um, we are actually going to record it right after this one. Um, and we're, it's going to be a Q&A. A lot of our Slack Chingos asked us a bunch of questions. If you're a Slack Chingo, you will gain access to this special podcast if you want to hear, you know, pretty, pretty please. Now, last episode, actually, I may or may not include this in the podcast since I haven't edited it yet. But we were planning on changing up our entire kind of Patreon stuff, adding in some new tiers, giving you guys a little bit more say in what we do. The problem we discovered was that, hey, we're going to be leaving in two months, leaving Korea. In two months, everything's going to be like turned on its head. And that's not necessarily the best time to be doing something new. Yes, uh, because A, 
we're probably going to go on some vacations, right? Which means we won't be able to record for a couple of weeks. Um, and then who knows once we get home, whether or not things will work out, like yeah. we need a little bit of time to adjust. So we didn't want to revamp everything um, right before we may or may not miss some time. Yeah. Basically a lot of things are still up in the air, whether we are going to vacation or not going to vacation, whether we're going to vacation together or not, like, yeah. and how hard it's going to be when we get back to where we're going to be settling and getting all that stuff. So it's not that great of a time. Right. So that, but that is to say though, that like, even if you're a Patreon subscriber in four months, you should still be able to get access to, I'm, I think you can get access to the backlog of all the Patreon only podcasts. I'm actually not sure on that. I should double check. So what I'm saying is maybe you don't want to download uh, to, to donate now. I totally understand that. I do want to forewarn you and say that probably in, September, we we may or may not miss maybe all of September. So. It will be very inconsistent. Yeah, at that time. But your money is always so 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 appreciated. Like we we love you guys. Like part of the reason why we like went to the Twice concert and and we were like let's spend some money was because like f- because of you guys. Honestly, yeah, we were able to like be able to take that limiter off and be like, okay, well, we want to talk about this on a podcast also. Yeah. And hopefully you guys enjoy that part. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Anyways, hopefully maybe you can sign up patreon.com slash this week in K-pop. You can sign up for as little as $2 per month. You can get access to our Slack channel, talk directly to us. And that's also where you can post questions for our Patreon only podcast. Let's move on to my next song. We've talked about this Chingu, but again, it's another R&B Chingu. That's how we do in 2017. That's how we, that's how we do. How we do. How we do. How we do. And this is by a dude named Chero or J Ro featuring Bean Zeno with his new song, Traffic Light. <laughs> Jetto, we've talked about previously. We really like his song, Airplane, his first song. We've mentioned some of his other songs since then. 
Um, but Airplane was definitely the best one. Yeah. This is a totally different sound or totally different type of song. His voice sounds the same. Yeah. Um, but this is a very funky, very retro throwbacky song. You know, it, you can see it in the music video. You can definitely hear it in the song. Yeah. I think his voice, like he tried the more modern type of uh, song and I just didn't think his voice really matched. But I think his voice matches very, very well with this type of song because his voice is very, there's nothing super special or stylized about his voice, right? It's not a Dean voice, right? And, and I think Dean's voice is very like new, right? It's for yeah. new kinds of songs, right? And arguably kind of extra in some ways. Yeah. Like Dean likes to put in a lot of like extra sound. Like and, he's doing the most, you know? Yeah. Jetto kind of does what he needs to do. And I think he's got a, 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 a really good voice. Um, it's a little airy, right? I think it, this song matches it, the best for him. Yeah, I, I can't see like Dean singing this song. This song is 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 so kind of like not that style of R and B. It's fun, and and yeah. I know you love Dean, and I, I like yeah. Dean to a certain extent. But Dean's songs are not fun, right? They're groovy. They're, they either fun. get groovy or kind of dark or weird. Like right. that's kind of Dean, right? And general is more of the arguably pop style of R&B, you know, he's, right. he's either talking about like, I'm trying to holler at you girl or like, you know, give me your number, like that kind of R&B, like a nineties right. R&B or like making love, things like that. And there's one part that is the best part. I agree with you fully on this, where he sings these notes in like an ascending fashion and then he reaches the peak note and then he sings it in a descending uh, fashion. It, it, it sounds really weird, when, when I describe it, but he sings them to like the beat and it, it just, it sounds great. It sounds yeah. so fantastic. I wish I could sing it for you right now, but we were even like, okay, we're going to listen to this song right before this. We're going to try to remember what it sounds like when we get here. And an hour and a half later, it's like, oh no. Yeah. We're, we're way too self-conscious about our voices to be singing. Right. That is my favorite part. It's just like, it's on the quarter notes on the downbeat. It, it, it works really well. He goes up, he goes down, he goes back up again. It, it's really good. And 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 I like that the video is he's kind of wearing a ridiculous thing and he's kind of being ridiculous. He's not trying to be super smooth and super awesome like he is in some of his other videos. And I think that's why I think Airplane is the best song because Airplane is also a very fun kind of not taking himself too seriously song and very chill. Holla at you kind of kind of mm-hmm. song. Um now, the song, as we mentioned earlier, we were like, man, Glamingo, he don't need no Beanzino. Um, and that's kind of foreshadowing for this because Beanzino's in this song and... Does not need to be here. He don't need to be <laughs> here, man. I don't think this song needs a rap at all. I really don't think it does. And not only is Beanzino rapping, he raps for a long, long time. It's funny because I was like, no, he doesn't rap for that long time. And then you're like, I'll show you. And you started the rap and we were like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's still going. All right. Okay, you win this round, Steven. Like, it's way yeah. too fucking long. Like, I think there's, like, if we say, like, 10 seconds is the proper amount of time. Like, this dude, he went on for, like, a, an hour. He went on for a fucking hour. Like, it was just... It was, one of, those, it was one of those situations where I was like, no, he raps like a bar. And then, like, it goes to the second bar. I was like, okay, maybe two bars. And he raps three bars. I was like, okay, you win, Steven. Yeah. Like, this fucker is going on way too long. Yeah, it... It, I, I honestly, like we were saying how I think this song would have been actually even better if you brought another singer, like someone with a different voice 
Like, I think Bumkey would be really good. Like, I get kind of Bumkey vibes from the song anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, like, Dean actually would have been kind of interesting. Just because they're so different. Right. I mean, Crush, you know, Zion. What if a Zion T showed up? Oh, I mean, that'd be kind of weird. That'd be weird, but, huh. He's just like, dum 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 Right, like, yeah, tapping away. But I think that'd be really cool. Benzino, though, not the right choice. No. And Benzino, I've always liked Benzino, but, like, I feel like he's... Featuring more and more in songs. I think you said he's in, in the army, right? Yeah. So like either he recorded all these before or he's just like he gets leave to, to feature in songs. But I don't think he's a great featuring sometimes, man. You, you know, it's crazy. Like for the longest time, I was like, hey, I really like Benzino as a rapper. And like all of his songs as of late, I haven't really been too like crazy about them. And then I was like, was it Benzino that I liked or was it Gray that I liked? Because I think Beanzino did a lot of earlier stuff with Gray. Oh, Gray. Yeah, and I was just like, it might have been just Gray beats that I was like, I was just really down for. Maybe, maybe. I mean, the last Beanzino song I, I really liked was that, what's it called? Break, I think? The one where it has that, like, driving. That drum set, driving beat. Yeah. I think that's a really, not only is it a very different song than a lot of uh, R&B, like, that's in its own little Venn diagram, right? I thought it was really cool, but yeah. Mm. yeah Beanzino, ooh. Beanzino has not really been knocking it out of the park lately. But speaking of groups or people that have really never knocked it out of the park, we're going to speak of this group for the first time ever. (laughs) Usually this group, we totally skim them off because they're neither big enough names for us to mention in Big Names No Games. And obviously they don't really make music that we really like. But this song, not that. Uh, The group is Monster X. The song is called Shine Forever. One and only, like a holly. I'm fascinated by the bright light of your beauty. What the night is in order to pay. Not on Tung Pike and Murdrios, your higher care. Yes, a beautiful, don't Not that one, but we uh, are shining. Um, so this song it's produced by uh, this trio, Rishi, Stereo 14, and Vintage with the B. And apparently they really like listening to BTS. Uh, because this song is Ooh. a fucking BTS song. Yeah, we yeah. mentioned this in our 17 talk, right? Like for years, people have been trying to ape the hard BTS sound, right? And nowadays people are finally like, oh wait. Now let's start aping the other kind of BTS song, right? So 17 had theirs. Now it's Monster X's turn. But the thing is, okay, is like, you can admit that. Like, I don't, I think it's fully admittable. It's, we're not saying it's a bad thing. When we mention that it's a BTS song, we're not like, they're 
bad people for that. Yeah, because we actually like a lot of the newer BTS songs. I mean, I, yeah. I think some people are like, think that's a diss to be like, oh, this sounds like BTS. It's like, no, we're just saying it sounds like BTS because holy shit, it's a, <laughs> it sounds like BTS. Because wake up, sheeple. All K-pop right. sounds like K-pop. Well, it's not only that. It's like the song is structured very similarly to one of those uh, uh, BTS songs. The music video is again. Music video especially. It's not as dead on, I think, as the 17 one. Because the 17 one was like, they even had the drone shots and the wide shots and the dancing shots. This one was maybe even before that. Yeah, right? It's still, the artsy, it's still the artsy BTS ones, not the drone shot dancing BTS music videos. Still very because when I think of Monster X, okay, and we've watched a bunch of their videos, Monster X was always like, We're kind of rot hard and and rap, 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 and we're more badass than the other groups. And it's fine. And now all of a sudden they're like artsy and like we're, we're fighting and mm. we're crying and we're mm. uh, lots of close ups in their face. And it's like, Oh, who who really does that? BTS. Now the chorus of the song is is very catchy. I think I think is the best part. Obviously, best part. it should it should be. But all in all, it's still just only a decent BTS song. Right. I, I still think the BTS songs are better. Um, but I have less problems with this song than the Seventeen song. Well, I don't think the Seventeen one is bad, but I had more because I think that one reached for greatness more, and so I could like see them re- trying to reach out for greatness, and it just wasn't working. So I had a lot more bad things. It's easier uh, to criticize. To say, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think this one was a lot safer, and but yeah, the chorus is 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 good. I actually kind of enjoy this song. Now the rapping, which is weird because Monster X, they're I, I thought rapping. They were yeah, they were known quote-unquote or they pushed very hard for raps right like rapping idols you know like that's their that's their jimmy jam yeah like whoever the first rapper is you fucked up boy you done fucked up like don't rap in english if you can't speak the english okay like if you rap in korean that's one thing but once you do it in english like i'm just gonna pick you to we can pick you to pieces. Yeah, pick you to pieces. Right? Yeah. And it's the it's the word. I'm all, and you could be like, oh, Josh and Steven, you're being racist because they have an accent. Racist. No, we are not because he straight up just says something so bad that I, I almost threw up in my mouth. It's like bad on two levels. It's bad because A, it's just a bad line. Like it doesn't, A, it doesn't make sense. B, it doesn't rhyme. And then C, okay, actually... B, it kind of did rhyme. It would have rhymed. But then he mispronounced it, so it definitely didn't rhyme. So the line he starts is this. It's one and only like a holly. Now, holly is supposed to be holy. It should be one and only like a holy. But that doesn't even make any sense, even with the correct pronunciation. Terrible. That's It's terrible if he said it correctly. It's double terrible that he said it like a holly. And then it's so it's one and only like a holly. I'm fascinated by your beauty and mm. only and holy kind of rhyme. But I see only it. holy and beauty don't just because it has the E at the end does not make it rhyme. Right. It's just terrible. Ugh. And then he goes on in Korean later. But the problem Ugh. is it's so distracting. Right. That when we heard it, Josh was instantly like, fuck this. I don't want to hear this again. And I was like, I mean, we got to make it. To. It's not. It's not terrible, you know? Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, uh, once you hear that, maybe we just ruined that song for you. But like One a holly. and only, like a holly, I'm fascinated by your beauty. Yeah. Amazing. Um, 
But anyways, the the rappers, I actually think the rapping is is the worst part. The best part is the chorus, and the chorus is pretty good. I do enjoy it. I do wish they did a little bit more dancing music video, but it's not one of those. It's one of those artsy, close-up face ones that you know mm-hmm. people do sometimes. And, and I get we're not the target demographic. but New-aged angst is kind of the... Right. But Monster X, we're talking about you. We, you did it. You made it on our show. I'm sure that's the, the thing that you wanted. Now, before we finish with Monster X, I do want to mention, as somebody, again, who's never really heard about Monster X, I, I, I didn't really go to their Wikipedia page, right? Because we didn't need to talk about them. But it turns out that this song is from, it's from, the, from an album. Okay, Now, the album is called, and I did not know this previously, the album is called The Clan Part 2.5, The Final Chapter, but this is the re-release. How fucking K-pop is that? Like, like first off, part 2.5. Yeah. Right. Then the final yeah. chapter. You got a sub little thing there. Yeah. And then it's a re-release. And then it's called The Clan. You're not Wu-Tang? Who, who are you guys? Like, come on, please. I don't even think Wu-Tang. Whenever I hear The Clan, there is only one clan. Maybe it's because I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. But there is only one clan I think of when I hear of The Clan. The Ku Klux? The, yeah. But I mean, of course, they're not going to know that. But it's just, it's like cringiness embodied into an album is is the the clan. Like, that's just such a cringy name. It's like a MySpace, like fucking shit that you just, you wrote about an entry and you look it up and you're like, oh, I wrote that? And, and I'm not saying clans, are, I'm in a clan. Or I was in a clan. You know, I had a Counter-Strike clan or a WoW guild, right? I, it's not that that's bad. It's just calling yourself the clan. That's the best. It's like part. giving yourself a nickname. It's kind of like I'm the boy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. When you're the anything, that's it's just bad. a bad. It's, it's just bad. cringy. It's just a cringy to me, it's right? It's bad. I'm the shit. The fucking shit? No, 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 no. It's not the fucking shit, Josh. We'll talk oh, about that well, later. All right, you're right. Uh the next song now arguably had their the clan moment when they dressed up in blackface. Is a girl group called Mamamoo. Maybe the biggest name of this episode. Yeah. With their new song, Yes, I Am. Mamu, of course, uh, they work with their uh, a Ruby Rainbow World Bridge. Is that it? Ra- Rainbow Bridge World. Rainbow Bridge World CEO Kim Do Hoon, right? 
who's there also their producer he does all their songs all of them we did a producer spotlight for him check that out now mamamoo is a group that we've said multiple times that we really love their early stuff and their newer stuff has not really hit for us right dalcomany we didn't really like new york we didn't really like right now korea though Loving that shit. They on that Jimmy Jam. They love it, Mamamoo. Like Mamamoo is doing incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah, they're number one right now on Melon. So right, this song's charting pretty well. And the thing with this song though is that like, I think it's like halfway to Big Name No Games. You know, like I maybe I think in another week where there wasn't clear cut No Games, right? We might have done put this one up there. I think it's fair to say that even though we do enjoy the song a decent amount, um, we are pretty disappointed. Yeah. Like, it's better than their previous songs, but there are still some very obvious problems in the song. Like, for example, it sounds so rushed and busy, and the song just, like, starts. It's not like, there's no, like, build-up. There's no, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, right? There's no, like, Mamamoo-style build-up to it. It's just, it just goes right into it, and... It's so busy, and the backing track is so loud at some points, which is so antithesis of what Mamamoo is, right? Like, the their vocals should be in the forefront, right? Yeah. Should be. Should always be. And this song kind of drowns, not drowns out, because they have powerful voices, but it's like they're competing, I guess. It, they're very much fighting against the many, many layers of the cake that is Yes, I Am. Like yeah. the reason why it sounds uh, so busy is because the layers that they've put in there are kind of clashing and every single layer clashes against itself. And Mamamoo seems kind of like almost like they have to scream sing just to drown out everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of the busyness is like a hundred times accentuated when you watch a music video. Like I don't even know how to describe how bad it is because it's not that it's just bad it's that there is a good there are good scenes in this music like whatever they shot was good it, it's so representative of the song itself in the music video right like there's good parts in the music video but they've done something to it so kind of fucked up that they're like competing against the goodness with badness right like the the set designer and like whoever got all these colors and outfits and lighting and lighting and shot it like it looks so good the problem is you can't ever see the fucking shit because there's a cut every fucking second like it's it's insane and and the cutting and the cutting and the cutting just adds to the maniac kind of feeling you get when you're listening to the song that like it I it just I didn't like it. It just felt kind of uncomfortable and and jarring at times. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because I think this song, out of all like, not all the songs, but out of the most recent songs, they sound more like the Mamamoo that Stephen and I like. Like it, it sounds like the Mister MMO, the Mister Ambiguous, like peppermint chocolate kind of era of songs, like Mister mm-hmm. Ambiguous and pre that era, and. It's a shame because if there aren't really that catchy like parts to it, and right. you, you add that on top of like it just being just this crazy like you said manic kind of feeling, and it it, it kind of ruins your mood a little bit and right. when you're expecting you know something clean and you know the, the singing's gonna be good and you're gonna be able to hear the voices shine and all the things that you really like about Mamamoo they're kind of like covering it up with all this extra stuff. 
Yeah. But, but you know, that's all to say, though, that like, it's still an okay song. Mm. Like, there are parts of this song where I'm just like, I mean, nobody does it. No, I mean, nobody does Mamamoo. I mean, you know, like, Mamamoo nobody can is the only one. Yeah, is the only one that can do this. And I appreciate that it is more of that old school Mamamoo feel, right? Like, that's one of the reasons why we didn't like uh, Dalcomini and, and, and New York and, and some of the, the ones previous to that, right? Like, I like that older feel. And there are parts in this where I'm just like, man, this sounds a lot like, like peppermint chocolate. Like, oh, it's almost there. It's almost there. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, baby, no. Like, Yeah. What are you, the clan? I mean, come I on. I know. Come on. And I, I, I didn't look into it, but I, I think because they uploaded the music video and then it went down. And I think some people said there are some scenes that they had to cut out. But it's mm-hmm. like like Rainbow World Bridge and Ruby Ruby Raunchy Bridge, whatever your name is. My Rainbow Bridge car, World. Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> Get a fucking um, just get an inter- American or not American. Just get a Westerner to just yeah give give your shit a rundown. Okay, just give your shit a rundown for well, five seconds. Look, look over, look a over. little looky looky. All right, a little lo- rookie rookie, a little rookie rookie. You know, like calm it down with Please. with this stuff. Um, so I mean, you want to talk about calm? <laughs> we can talk about this last down, song. Man. Uh, this last song is by someone from America. He's a Korean American. His name is John Park. The song is called D and D. Early morning sun. song dnd it stands for do not disturb uh john park steven and i we were mainly me we were very confused about our guitar chingus like for the longest time i thought this song was was by roy kim for some reason maybe because roy kim like put put out some songs recently mm. and roy kim's style is very acoustic-y but this song is like a jazz cafe song and it's very kind of that style so i was like oh this song is really different than the songs he normally puts out and you were like huh, really and we went looked back and i was like oh i was thinking of roy kim right i mean that's the problem with these do with these chingos with like american names right like roy kim eddie kim john park you, we kind of lump them all together because most of them are chingos with the guitars but john park is actually not really a chingo with the guitar yeah, he he does more kind of like jazzy, smooth, like laid back kind of songs. Like his his other song was uh, "Thought of You," which I think was really popular in Korea as well. But this song is a little bit more chill than that. It's which is pretty amazing that a song can get more chill than "Thought of You." But this song sounds like kind of a Lenny Kravitz California style song, especially with like the the electric guitar kind of strumming pattern. Uh, it really kind of just puts that California mindset on me. 
but this song, pretty good song. It might get a little bit boring at times. It, go, it gets a little bit long in the tooth. Like it's pretty much the same thing throughout. So I understand that you guys might not like listening to it, but for me, I really think it's really, really chill and that's kind of my thing. So go listen to it if you want like a chill kind of jazz cafe style song. Um, other than that, it's just business as usual for John Park. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have like really nothing to say about the song. Yeah. Do not disturb. disturb. Um, uh, moving on then, before we get to our favorite section, 2017, Big Name No Games, we want to thank all the people uh, that uh, leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. And we got one extra rating since Hooray! the last main episode, uh, but we got no new reviews, so we can't read any for you. Um, but again, of course, we say this every time. If you uh, can't donate any money on Patreon, totally fine. It will help us a lot, though, if you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That stuff helps us in, like, searchability and all that good stuff. And then, again, there are new K-pop podcasts always coming up, and we want to work with them, right? We're doing the roundtable. We want to work with some of them, but we still want to destroy them in ratings. We still want to crush them. We still want to be numero uno, okay? We still want to be numero uno. (laughs) You're like... Spanish uh, Terminator. <laughs> so, but so, <laughs> God, fucked me up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, leave us a, a, a review if you can. We're going to read it on air. Again, if you leave us a review that's on a country that's not America, you will need to tell me either on Twitter or email thisweekinkpop at gmail.com, Twitter at thisweekinkpop, Instagram at thisweekinkpop, any of those things. So, while we don't post there, if you message me, I will probably check it. Probably. Probably. So let us know. Please leave us some reviews. You know, it would be amazing to get to 200 um, by the end of the year. You know, it might um, be. And we got some possible. big podcasts coming. Up. I know we, we said we're taking a break, but next after show, you know what that show is going to be? Half year so far. That's the half year, baby. Yeah. Um, it's actually not going to be after show. It's going to be a K-pop roundtable. So uh, we're really Look trying to find to somebody else to do that with because I think me and Josh's list are going to be way too similar. similar. We need to bring in another chinger for that. But anyways, that's the positivity for the episode. We got our favorite songs. There are some great songs this episode. Um, Some real gems. Twice concert. I know we said some some, uh, criticisms, but overall amazing experience. (sighs) Now. Now it's time, baby. So now now let's go to our section called Big Names. No games. We talk about big name songs that we didn't really enjoy. And we in the past would never have mentioned them. But now we do. We do. And the first big name no game song is by a little known group. They're they're called Tiara. 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 And uh, their song is, uh, I, I keep thinking I'm reading it wrong. And I'm like, is this for a minute? It's not. The song is called What's My Name?
What's my name? What's what's my name? It's not four minutes. Not Tiara in four. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, Tiara, they've gone through some hard times. Um. But what's le- they got? Four little monkeys left. The rest have fallen and bumped their heads. Josh and Juan. Now we got four joke. little monkeys jumping on the bed. Yes, Tiara in four. And this song, the only reason this is kind of even on the list is the fact that this song is made by Brave Sound. Is it though? Is it? Sadly, <laughs> sadly, we triple checked. It is. <laughs> it is. And, you know, uh, Jonathan from K-Pop Hot Pot even messaged me on Twitter and was like, dude, the new Tiara songs, Brave Sound, thought of you guys. And I was like, oh, man, I like the last Tiara uh, Brave Sound song, right? Was it so, so crazy. crazy. Yeah. I, I, that's a really good song. I mean, it's a really Brave Soundy song, but yeah, it's, it's a very, really good song. Yeah. We, we decently like that song. I, I, I more than decently. I, I, I like that song. Yeah. I, I, okay. I really like it. Maybe not really like it, but I do Ooh. like it. We like it a good amount. Uh, this song, though, who? Uh, while So Crazy was like kind of, it is very generic in the Brave Sound sense, but that was like generic in the good Brave Sound sense, where he, it was fashioned after a lot of his hit songs, right? This song, What's My Name, is fashioned after his B-side of B-side songs. Like his Brave Girls songs. His Brave Girls <laughs> From three years ago, B side songs. Because yeah. nowadays, one of my favorite songs of the year, Rolling, is, Rolling, Rolling. It was not Rolling, but Memory. Rolling was the main song, but oh. Memory was the B side song. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting, Josh? We had a whole K pop uh, roundtable about that. Oh, no, and it's, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, I forgot about that. This song sounds like an even worse version of that. Because, like, Bravestone has a lot of different hats he kind of wears. Like, he's got that general sound that everyone's aware of, but he also has this, like, kind of sexy sound that brave girl sometimes uses yeah um, especially recently that's not true at all i um, don't think so anyways that's a whole no, roland and memory are, are completely not that style anyways, anyways it's more like deep end the deep end one right uh, i guess uh, that you consider that recently okay okay i, I see what you i see what you're getting at it's kind of like electro boy sometimes his style mm, okay 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 now i get what yeah. you're saying and I mean, unless you consider Electro Boys recently, Josh. No, it's not recent. Electro Boys with, <laughs> with a Z. Okay. Definitely not recent. Um, but go on. I don't want. I don't anyways, it's like I can see the kind of like, ooh, I'm sexy. Ooh, sexy. Ooh, Poe sexy. But then like Tiara didn't even go that route, which is weird for Tiara because you would think they would. They always go, ooh, I'm sexy. Ooh, I'm yeah, sexy. Yeah, they didn't actually do that in the in this video. Um, So it, it was this kind of weird dichotomy of like the music video seemed kind of sad and kind of sullen and it wasn't very happy um which is usually brave sounds uh prose right his forte is that his songs are happy and upbeat and it wasn't sexy like i kind of think the song could have sounded like sounded like and so it was this weird mismatch of 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 stuff the thing here is this josh josh knows this okay yes i do when we first heard the song i was like this is a terrible song the chorus is terrible the chorus is like the exact opposite of what I want in a brave uh, a brave sound chorus. It like it's like a kind of a minory sounding like it's like the girls are singing like downwards instead of upwards. If that makes any sense, instead of like having happy notes, they're singing kind of like sad notes, like sexy notes, ascending instead of you know, or like they're singing descending instead, instead of, of ascending. ascending yes, right? and then I and then we heard it again, and I was like, I kind of like this song more. And then we heard it again, and I was kind of like. I got like this song more, dude. And then we heard it again, and I was like, "Yo, I think I might enjoy this song now." I, I think don't know. I, I think I might have to get this out of big name, no games. And I was like, "You dirty, brave sound slut. Yeah, dude, it's so bad. <laughs> but like, I, I, 
even in the beginning, I liked the backing track. The problem was that the girl singing was like fucking that backing track up. It's not a, it's not only gain weight level of brazen on backing tracks, but it was a, a kind of backing track that I was enjoying. So the best part of the song was actually when the girl just stops singing and the backing track kind of goes <laughs> by itself for 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah. So they kind of say like, uh, like that's kind of just the chorus. And then they have this huge pause where they don't say anything, but it's pretty much the chorus. And Steven's like, yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> And then weirdly enough, like, I mean, that's what Brave Song does to me, man. It, like, I, there are so many Brave Song songs where we were originally like, a, a lot of Brave Girl songs, right? Like, even like High Heels and, and, and Yoohoo and things like that where we're just like, I don't know if we really like it at first. And then and we're like, High Heels. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ten ten songs that. later, mm-hmm. it's like, hmm. hot damn. It's the Brave Sound Stockholm Syndrome effect. But uh, for now, I mean... This is that de- I think for Josh, it's definitely no game. It's so. still no games for me. But compared to the next two songs, I mean, I think this is uh, not bad. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Especially the last song we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, tease let's, McTease. let's talk about this next song. And that is by NCT 127. The song is called Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb, I think, of uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I can see why. But this is an NCT song through and through. Yeah, NCT, again, I know we are not the target demographic, but like... Granted. We like boy group songs. I mean, we we have... We I, we like Fire, fire Truck. Like, Fire Truck is fire truck. terrible in its own... It, like, in the pronunciation of Fire Truck, but it's kind of a good song. That like, song grew on us. That song grew on us. That is to say, we, we've always had a problem with kind of the image that they put on these boys. Yeah. Um, Arguably, for the songs themselves, the backing tracks have been pretty good. And this song is no different. It's not bad. Um, but like you said, it's kind of like this image they're trying to portray. It's so bizarre to me because the backing tracks are good. Like, they could be great hip-hop backing tracks. Like right? if somebody else got a hold of them. They could be great R&B Chingu backing tracks. They could be amazing. Like you just give them an AOMG or something, you know, I feel like things could happen. But there's still a 
pop group, an SM pop group, right? And there's just, they can never cross to one side or the other. And it's just stuck in this middle area that is the most awkward area for me personally. Yeah, it's kind of like lukewarm. They could be really K-poppy and poppy, which is very SM style, or they can really commit to like these backing tracks that they're putting out. But they're really not doing either, and it's a weird juxtaposition of both, right? Right. Like this beat, hard. Be go Dancing, hard. hard, but cute and lovable and polite still, like K-pop groups. Yeah, it's like... And the thing is, I don't want them to go full hard, right? We don't want them to just, like, appropriate hardcore, right? Just get rid of the, the other stuff. But, like, it, they... Hmm, how can I word this so it's not super offensive? But by nature, they can't. For YG, they do appropriate a lot, right? But for a lot of YG artists, I do believe that they they have listened to American hip-hop before. Or they spend a lot of times, like, Time with foreigners or like not in Korea, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Being exposed to it. But NCT, they look like they learned everything from a textbook. Like right? the SM textbook for hip hop. Right. Which is completely uh, behind the times. It's completely wrong. Right. But like they're learning from this textbook of like, we need to look this way but then we also need to do these cutesy things, but we also need to pretend that we're like hard as fuck. Right. It's just, it's such a weird thing. And so the thing with this song is that like when they're singing, when the singing starts and it actually is only a little bit of the song, like that, that's a song that I'm kind of down for. Yeah. That's like arguably the poppiest part of the song. Right. Right. But it, it fits much better. I think it, it, it's way, way, way less cringy. Right. But then it's, fr- it's front ended and back ended with this like rap going hard stuff. And it, it's, uh, it's very hard for me to, to separate watching them do it and just the song. It is very hard for me to do that. Yeah. Um, because there is nothing cringier to me than than these people. Like, if you're like, I want to show somebody K-pop, okay? This is the farthest thing that I want to show anybody. Like, this is, to me, the most embarrassing type of K-pop. Yeah, I, I, would, not, I would not want to be associated with this music video. Right. It's like the most just out-of-touch cringiness thing that you could show people, right? Like, even though I don't like certain like other music videos, right? We don't like artsy farsi videos that much. We don't like kind of the BTS style uh, introspective art project, short film kind of stuff. But I would sooner show people that than show them uh, Henry's uh, video and this video, right? Like it's it makes it so juvenile. That's the thing. I, I know NCT is for young people. The um, target demographic is for young. It's people. for young people, right? But it's so juvenilely terrible that I, I i i hate it maybe we're old and out of touch but like i was saying earlier like this is like the myspace like you know B- blaze 420 69 69 420 like id yeah. tag like yeah. this is just so like oh you guys are gonna look back and you guys are gonna be so embarrassed but the thing is i don't even like i think weirdly the international audience is kind of down for this but like have you ever heard your students ever talk about nct I've they, never. They, they do like them, but they're not. 
as popular as like you know other groups like BTS or even EXO. You know, well, you said like even EXO. I'm like, don't you just name the top two? Yeah. I mean, like I've heard way more B1A4s. I've heard way more B2Bs. I've heard way more 17s. I've heard way more Got Sevens. Like I have even heard more um, BAP than I've heard NCT. Hmm. And we we teach middle schoolers like I, right, which is the targeted demographic, right? Right. And I know that's a small sample size. We always say that, but like, who is this for? And see, here's here's my thought, right? Like the the hard hip hopness, middle schoolers only like a little bit of dose of that because for them it's like this idea of hip hop that they like, but they don't really want hip hop, right? And it's kind of like the older college kids that like the more hip hop sounding things, right? Like there's maybe the showing you monies and all yada yada yadas, and this is just such, at a, such a strange crossroads where it's not really cute enough for like middle schoolers, right? It's not pop enough for the middle schoolers. And it's like kind of laughable hard for the college students. At least that's my theory about why NCT hasn't really taken off the ground. Because I mean, SM is really backing them now, I think. Like their their right. production value for this music video was pretty high, if I remember I mean, all correctly. All their music videos are yeah. really high. And so I think SM, they're really like, you know, trying and the backing tracks are good. Obviously, they're getting good like producers to come in on this on this stuff. So it's like they're really trying to push it, but I think it's just not the demographic that they're trying to capture is is either too large or it's just not existent. I mean, I'm I've been trying to think of of how I want to describe it. Like, I I think you're not wrong per se. I I, I kind of want to word it a little different. Like, the thing mm. is, I think the, our middle school girls are actually they're not hard. They actually can realize that they're not hard enough. Mm. Like I think uh, our middle, like, cause my middle school girls, they watch show me the money. They, they love mm. the fucking Changmo. Like they, they like uh, Zico, right? They like the, the boys like BY, right? That like, I think they've actually been shown quite a lot of like closer to real hip hop like nowadays. That level mm-hmm. that they can, they actually do realize how corny and, faux mm. hip hop nct is mm. right like they 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 like bts which arguably you know real they like big bang they like block b right like these are groups that have like actual quote unquote right krm k hip hop artists in them right and i really do think that they can see nct as this even for them they might be like oh, we're too old for this like Right, maybe elementary school kids are fucking loving NCT. I don't know, right? Like this actually that makes sense to me. Like it actually makes sense to me why elementary school kids would like NCT. But I really do think our middle school kids are like we're too old for this shit, hmm. right? Because they don't, because Koreans like hip hop, but they don't actually give no shits about the backing tracks. You know, like mm. they're not like us, right? Right. Um, like we grew up on a different strain of hip hop. Yeah, they're, whenever they hear like a fucking killer, they're not like, "Damn, you're that fucking backing track." Hell, no, they don't care about that. They they really care about lyrics and they really care about. They don't image. even care about flow even that yeah, much, right? This this lyrics and image, man. right, right. And weirdly enough, you know, like it's weird, crazy to me that in the past we were like, "Oh man, BTS used to try so hard," but like when you compare the first. Um, BTS music video of them tryharding. It is still, nowhere near as cringy it's as still so much better stuff. than this, right? Like yeah. I remember, was it Dan- Is it Danger? No, no. What, what song am I thinking of? It's the one where they're dancing in the subway. I think that's 
I don't know. That was kind of before I really liked. Yeah. I was thinking of their first one, I think, was like them in like a school bus. And they were like introducing people. And I remember like Rap Monster's name came out. And I was like, ha, that's a name. Maybe that's just nostalgia fucking with my memory. But th- this NCT stuff is just so cringy to me. Um, it's pretty bad. Like um, even like Fire Truck and like what's what's the other one that they NCTU Seventh Sense NCTU like, did Seventh Sense yeah, yeah even even those weren't as bad as this like this is really really bad it's like they're they they were Fire Truck was not as bad mm-hmm. um, Seventh Sense was was a little bad it was a little bad but yeah. this one is definitely pretty down on it. yeah pretty bad so that, that's the thing it's like I just don't know I mean, maybe they they are going for international right and and obviously i mean this music video has quite a lot of views you know like and is is this what the international fan wants i don't know hmm. i don't know um you know again we're not the normal international fan you know right i i rarely hear our slashing who's talking about nct you know in my head nct is like barely anything yet in, in mm. the general k-pop scene uh, but then you go look at their music videos and there's like a, a kabillion views and you're like, what the it's heck? It's definitely a head scratcher. Like I can kind of see the logical progression of like they 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 heard like EXO's, you know, monster and stuff. They're like, oh, like people actually kind of like good backing tracks, you know? And oh, people actually like this YG rap shit. Like, oh man, like here's our version. And it's just this in this weird. Make Henry do it. Make <laughs> NCT 127 do it. Yeah. Make <laughs> NCT U do it, you know? But speaking of appropriation, <laughs> right? Oh uh, boy, this one is less appropriation. Yeah, less appropriation, just more, just more. The they're fuck? wearing weird, yeah. like NCT is wearing weird shit in the appropriation way. This group is just wearing weird shit. Yeah, just bottom line. And that group, I'm sure you know this by now, is Blackpink with their new song "As If It's Your Last." Blackpink, okay. Hmm. Blackpink has released four songs so far. Yes, and two of them I really love. Whistle, one of my favorite songs. Of Playing with year. fire. Playing with fire. Also a good song. Also an amazing song. Right now they're, you know, Boombaya. Yeah, I don't really like it. 
the ballad that was attached to playing with fire. I don't. Oh, know I forgot about that one. Right? Yeah, those were the four. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, I I heard there was that line going around that like those four songs were the black concept, and then this one is the first pink concept. And while I don't, that makes no sense. That's just PR words. I, I will say that it does make sense in the way that at times this is like a totally different who are you guys era of music right yeah sometimes um, it's, it's some some parts of the song is definitely it's black pink in your area and some of it's just like are you an 80s glam band yeah there were some 80s glam pop um people that were like man if i heard this i would have never thought it was black pink but like i don't think that's true at all like i can hear like if anything i would have thought this was 21 right yeah but like there are very very distinct 21 slash black pink sounds in, in this song yeah so so the song starts right the song starts and you're like oh it's bad 21 like yeah you're like, back you back, you're back, yeah, back bad 21 and it's like okay it's very droney and you know sing talky not catchy and no real discernible man- melody nothing really there mm-hmm. and you're like great right and then it switches right and it's kind of that Minzy slash Park Bomb singing build-up time. So it's still kind of in the 21 wheelhouse. Definitely 21 wheelhouse. Right? Definitely 21 wheelhouse. And then arguably, I think the chorus kind of starts, and it's like the best part of the song, strangely. Uh, it switches to this like super 80s like pop group, like hairspray, you know, with like really heavy makeup kind of style of song. And it's really fun. Actually, this this, this is, is the best, best part. part. It is the best part. I wish this this was a song. I wish and this, this was a song. is the part I think where people are like, it's very not Black Pinky. I probably agree. This is a part where I'm not like, is this bad twenty one? Right. Weirdly enough, this is the best part. This part I would definitely say like, oh, this is not twenty one. Yeah, this is not like necessarily quote unquote YG. This is something they're doing new, and I kind of like it with what they're doing. But then, cut it out. They go straight back into like this weird kind of drumming tribal beat and it's just rapping and it's just not good and it's it's and it's dated and it's all these bad things that I can't ugh. It it's it's crazy to me that like they make the most kind of amateurish mistake, right? They did the whole we need to change the beat up for the rapper. Right. But if any company should nail that part, it should be motherfucking YG. Right. They should nail the rapping part. But they don't. I, I It's it might be the worst part of this song because it's this is an exaggerated example. And I don't know if you have any idea what I'm talking about. And I also don't know the name of this song. But there's I'll try, I'll try to be with you. Stan. There's this baby metal song. Okay? OK. And the reason it's funny is because like all of a sudden randomly they're singing like they're like rawr baby metal and they're rapping it. There's that rap that's like na 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 na. We are so hard rapping rap and like this is not that exaggerated, but it feels exactly like that. Where it's like totally different song comes in. We need to do this rap. It's not good. It's like this super dated, gross sounding Korean song, right? It's not the rapping itself is not good. And then it's like, okay, we're back again, right? Snap out of it. Snap out of it. That, that never happened. And we're back to the buildup, right? The Park Bomb Minzy buildup. And and then this time, as opposed to the first time, this time when it transitions to the chorus, it, there, there's this like speed up slash kind of for echoing purposes effect. And it it 
it hurts my ears. It's like shoving pencils in my ears. And it's it's completely unnecessary. They didn't do it the first time. Don't know why they did the second. Like they try to be like, you know, try to do that like DJ, that shitty uh, roller rink kind of DJ, like, you know, like we're speeding it up for the next part. But it, it just it's bad. And then the chorus happens again. Which is a good part. It's a good part. And then there's this kind of slow breakdown part, which actually is okay. It, it, it is slow and it is a breakdown, but it kind of matches the chorus's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, then the chorus comes back again. Um, and, of course, they have that, they do throw in the black pink in your area, which yep. which I actually found it really weird because it, it really fe- it seemed like they just added 10 seconds into the song just so that they can say Blackpink in your area. It wasn't like they were like, oh, we have a little pause in this song. Throw that in there. It was like, let's make time to throw it in there. I will agree with you, but I mean, it is their calling card. They do say Blackpink in your area, so I guess. But you, you can, f- I feel like there were maybe a hundred times they could have just thrown it into the actual okay. song. They okay. didn't need to like add in a, a, a couple extra seconds of like nothing. Okay, I'm with you. Um, but so that the thing is to say, like, A, it's Frankenstein. B, half of the Frankenstein parts are are bad. It's really bad. But the chorus part is good. I like the chorus. I wish the whole song was this chorus song. Like, I'm actually totally for this new type of, of black pink song, right? Where we're not thinking of 21, right? Yeah, the quote unquote pink part of black pink. But the, but the thing is, I. The reason we don't like Boom Ya is because that is a bad 21 song, right? Mm-hmm. I actually think in Whistle and in Playing With Fire, they do a decent job of not directly feeling like to- 21 songs. They sound like the new evolution of 21. Yeah, right? they sound kind of like YG's songs, but like not necessarily 21 songs. I, yeah. I, I kind of get what you mean, right? But yeah. Okay. Uh, well, either way, I, I just think that like this was a weird mismatch of bad... Boombaya 21 mixed with a potential new thing. And I I think it would have been jarring enough just to hear them do a new thing, whether or not it's good or bad. Right. But it was extra weird to hear it mixed with the worst possible thing. Like they didn't commit. They didn't commit to this new style fully. And then it kind of like leaned on this crutch of like 21 styling i don't want to say they lean on the crutch because they didn't do that for whistle and playing with fire it felt like they went out of their way to go back to bad 21 and then also try a new thing Mm -hmm. right i get you like that's in both equal parts weird to me right Mm -hmm. like if they were if it was like half playing with fire where it was more edm and new thing and it's frankenstein that way like that makes a little bit more sense to me right or maybe half whistle, which is definitely more YG, like great b- bumping back and track kind of hippity hop, and then they try this new thing. That that's another thing. But they went all the way back to shitty twenty one, and then try this new thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just two ways of like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's not even the worst part. Yeah, what is the worst part, John? The worst part is the music video, Stephen. The music video. Oh, specifically boy. the outfits in the music. Oh boy. If oh we were waiting for this part this whole goddamn episode we can we cannot wait to talk about this shit. Um, first question, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What we probably asked that? ourselves maybe thirty times in this music video of like, what the fuck is that? What are they wearing? 
what is this combination of amalgam of things that they're putting on their body? It's it's not even like so. Okay, there's two things wrong here. One is that the items they choose to wear by themselves are very strange. They would, should not be worn whatsoever. Number two, they put them with other items that should not be worn ever. Yeah, it's like they already picked bad clothing, right? And then they decided to wear three layers of bad clothing instead of just one. Yeah, so take this black pink challenge with us. Like, pause it anywhere where they change their new outfit and just look. Just look. Like, what are they, what the fuck is, is that? And just ask yourself, is that necessary? Yeah, like, are you wearing a sweater that looks like a, a five-year-old made it? Yeah, you are. Are you wearing a, a mesh see-through and then a bra on the outside? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Are you wearing this like kind of weird 80s glam hat with like these dangles in them? Yeah, you, yeah, are. you are. Are you wearing these gigantic pink waist-high waist high boots? boots? Yeah, you are. But are you then, wearing rain boots? Yes, you are. But then only one of the pink boots is up while the other one is folded down around clothing that doesn't match it at all? Yeah, yeah you, you are. are. Oh, dear God. We we wrote a little metaphor for you all, um, and I'm I'm people just gonna, gonna rate, I'm just yeah they're gonna hate us. I don't fucking care because people who like this, yo, open your fucking eyes, yeah. like for real. How is this fashion? All right, this is so fucking tacky. And, like here, yeah, here's the thing. It's it's not that we're just like oh these clothes are weird. It's like the music video again, right? If we want to show friends a song to get them into K-pop, right? I would never show them this video because they're going to be like, the fuck are these Korean people wearing? What the fuck are they doing? And like, why is there, why is this song so weird in, in, in Frankenstein? The first thing they'll ask you probably if, if you show them this video is like, do people really dress like that in Korea? Yeah. And the answer would be like, fuck no. Yeah. What do, what do they dress like? So they're dressed like a tornado. All right. So this tornado, it picked up a trailer park. So it's spinning around. It's got that trailer park in it. And this tornado just went went on and just fucked a thrift store. It didn't suck up the thrift store. Fucked it. it. Just fucked it at this. And the fucking the black went into the pink. And what came out of that area, Josh? It, it, it's it's this it's these outfits. Um, it's it's like so the way I described it was it's like the designers like the, the you know the clothing unease like they just put just slips of paper with like just random ass designs and patterns and colors and ideas. They just put all this, those, those, those papers into like this cannon. All right. And this cannon just fucking shot it at black pink. And they're like, all right, here we're going to put waist high pink, shiny right, it, boots. It's like mad libs with clothing. It's fucking mad libs with clothing. Yeah. And like for mad libs, right. You always choose the weirdest stuff, right? So it's not just mad libs with normal clothing. Right, it's Mad Libs with like thrift store clothing that nobody would ever buy. That kind of a maybe a stripper, um, not even a stripper, like a drag queen that performs I don't even on I don't a Broadway dress. show. I don't want to even diss drag queens because some drag queens they are actually they actually dress they decent well. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. These these beautiful ladies are they're they've gone out of their way really out of the way to make these beautiful ladies look really just terrible. The reason that's important to us, I mean, partially is like, of, of course we like cute girls that look cute, right? Of course. But, but 
that's not even the point. The point is like, this is like a a, a showing to me as uh, YG does a lot of just how out of touch or hoity-toity pompousy YG can be. Right. This is like a perfect example of like, yo, we're YG. We're we're synonymous with fashion. We can wear the fuck we want. And people are going to eat that shit up. And guess what? People, people have been do. eating that shit up. Like YG, they're like so they're, they're feeling themselves. They're like, yo, we can do whatever the hell because we're YG. Yeah. And maybe Stephen and I are the voice of reason in in troubled times. But these are definitely troubled times. When you're a K-pop group, an image is very important, right? It, it shouldn't be. That, that's not arguable that image is very important in K-pop. Right. I, I don't want it to be, right? Of course, we want it to all be about the music, right? But image is quite possibly the most important thing in K-pop. It's, it's just so weird to me that they make these choices. Like, this right? is the image you want? Like, I can understand the NCT route. Like, it's a terrible route and they shouldn't do it but like they're like oh this is the style that people kind of like and then they went too far right yeah they're, like, they're trying to be hard or yeah, whatever right it's right. not working that's that's a thing right trying something and not working is but like something. what's the trying in in this concept it's like mean, it's a real head scratch what do you look what are you looking to accomplish dressing like this yeah yeah like we're quirky like we're we're fun what what do you what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing there? And the thing is, if it was just the outfits, that's one thing. But like the outfit mixed with the song, mixed with the general weirdness of this whole conglomeration, it was just like, what is this? Like, what world do we live in? Fucking 2017. What the fuck? Fucking make good things, please. But luckily, I think there were many great songs. Like, I know there's going to be a million people bumping at this Blackpink song. But, like, they're, like, fucking listen to some Jetto. Listen to some Glubingo. Like, listen to some Girls Next Door. Listen to some Henry, right? Listen to some Ben. Like, these are songs that I think are just a hundred times better and will get one hundredth of the amount of love. Or or even less, you know? And that's kind of why we do our podcast, you know? Because, like, everybody's going to hear the... The Blackpink song, right? Yeah, you've heard of these these groups. That's why we call them big names, right? Because they arguably are the biggest names probably in this podcast. But you know, Stephen and I have always we've always prided ourselves on introducing you to music that you might not have found on your own, and and also to kind of, you know, I, we got an email from one of our longtime listeners, which because I was kind of sick and sickly, like I wrote in response to that email, what like two Did weeks ago? It? Did you send it? No, I still haven't sent it because mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. But like part of that email was kind of um, talking about why we do Like, why do we do our podcast? Right. Like, do we want to get the maximum amount of listeners or do we want to continue on our path? Right. And I did a lot of thinking of like, what, why, why do we do this? Right. Why do we do this? Right. And the main thing is like, it's a little hoity-toity maybe to say this, but like I want to kind of like open up the people's kind of thinking of K-pop, right? Where it's like if all you hear are things like Blackpink, this single or NCT, like the big name things, right? Like 
especially when they're not good, right? You don't realize that there are better things even in the same wheelhouse out there, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people are just kind of like consuming shit, consuming shit. They don't really think about what they're what they're consuming, consuming yeah. and what they're shitting. They're not being picky is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And so like one of our things that since the very beginner beginning is like we have standards. And that again, that sounds very shoving up my nose, right? But like I and the, it's a very hard thing because some people are like, well, I mean, your opinions, right? Maybe you do like this song and maybe you know, whatever. Um so I don't want to say that well, if you like this song you're an idiot because that's not true. But like I saw this, this is a tangent. But I saw this Reddit post, which was like this 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 person. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, right? This person was like, "How do I stop feeling embarrassed about liking K-pop?" Which is which is a great question, right? Like, and, and a lot of people, and yeah, a lot of people. I, you know, I still feel a little bit embarrassed, right? Like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna put on Tinder or, or a dating profile. I love K-pop. Catch me on the fucking Blackpink, right? Yeah. I'm, even when we were going to the Twice concert, we saw a person that that we knew, right? And they were like, "Oh, where did you go?" And there was like that moment hesitance where we we're like, "Uh," but in the end, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, we're gonna go see a K-pop concert." Yeah. He was like, "I'm going to an art exhibit or whatever." Some publisher or yeah. something. And I was like, "All right, cool guy." Yeah, like, well, we're grown men. No, I and I was also telling you, I told. Uh, somebody I knew, I was like, I'm going to the Twice concert, and she's like, "What the fuck would you do that?" And I'm like, "I mean, tw- I like Twice." And they're like, "Why the fuck would you like Twice?" And I'm just like, "Okay, like, I'm a little embarrassed and a little angry right now that you would quickly dismiss, you know, something I something like. We like, right? But, but the a lot of the answers to that question was like, you know, you shouldn't be around people that will judge you for that, and and I actually don't believe that. Like, the the thing with K-pop is that like. I think the the clearest thing to the easiest way to stop being embarrassed is to admit that it's embarrassing. Very true. Like for example, like I think some of the uh comments were like, well like there are all these people that like watch anime and they're otakus and like I think the way that you get around uh, you those people stop feeling embarrassing is cuz they know it's embarrassing and they just don't give no fucks anymore, right? Like you just don't you just have to give no fucks, right? So if like someone's like like, hey, you like K-pop? I'm like, yeah, I like K-pop. Like, I don't like it because it's a fucking groundbreaking experience. I'm like, I like it because it's stupid. Cute girls are cute. Makes and me it happy. Makes me happy. Yeah. And like, when you explain that to people, nine times out of ten, they're like, that okay, that's stupid, okay, but I, I get totally it. get it, right? Yeah. But if you're trying to like pretend K-pop is this other thing, and that, I think that's where this embarrassment comes in, which is like. Just be honest with yourself. Like, like, oh, you're a grown adult. You should appreciate classical music. Da, 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 jazz, 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 right? But like, in the end, you, you, a lot of people just find enjoyment out of really stupid things. And that's fine. Yeah, it's fine as long as you don't think it's art. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, we see guilty pleasures. Right? I fucking used to love trashy MTV shows. I love really shitty, like, rap music sometimes. Like, it's sure. just... I just do. So good boy. <laughs> but like, hey, that's a that's a fucking that's gem. A, that's a gem. That's a gem. But anyways, um, it's a gem of our time. But like, it's the thing is like I. But I know that it's trashy, right? It's like when people watch Big Bang Theory. I'm like, you do understand that's a terrible show, and and a lot of people are like, yeah, it's a terrible show, but I like it. But then there's people that are like, no, it's an amazing show, and I'm just like, that's what really bothers me. Like, I you can totally enjoy something. It doesn't have to be amazing, though. Does that make sense? Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I may be on my own here, and this might be no, a little too... I'm, so, with with the whole email, right? I remember 
when you showed it to me, you said, uh, I, I had something to email him back, but I'm not going to tell you what I, I said. Read his, his email and tell me what you think. And basically, you and I were in the same kind of tr- thought process, right? And that's why we do this podcast, where it's just like, you know, we're not trying to be like, oh, we're the forefront of K-pop knowledge. We're not like K-pop yeah. know-it-alls. But we have standards in what we like to listen to, right? And we're not bullshitting why we like listening to it, right? We're not looking at a music video and we're like, oh, we like this chord progression and we really like this. Like, right. I'm like, okay, this is a, definitely a song that I like because I like R&B and this is like a really stupid R&B song and it makes me happy and I like listening to it. Like, right. that's usually kind of our our synopsis of most songs. Sure. You would not be, actually, I don't even want to say that. There are so many, um, not even K-pop fans, but just everybody who are trying, I mean, I do this a lot too, but they try to reason out why they, sh- why they like something or why it's okay to like something. And, you know, that just comes from just embarrassment, right? And to get over that, you just need to be more in tune with yourself and say, hey, this just makes me happy. And if that makes me happy, then is that it's not hurting anybody else. Is that something that's so wrong? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we're weirdly talking about, like, four different things, and we're kind of ping-ponging back and forth, right? But, like, and I don't even know how how great any of this sounds. But originally, the point is, is, like, Blackpink's. Oh, yes, Uh, Blackpink. Blackpink's as if it's your last. Like, this is one of those moments where I'm just, like, I don't understand people. I don't even think this Blackpink is the greatest example of this, but there are other times where like, this is a terrible music video. The song is terrible. It doesn't chart. It's not charting. Well, people don't like it, but the amount of like downvotes is like barely anything. Right. But then there'll be something like it's a little too sexy. And it's like, burn them, burn 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 those witches. There's harlots. And to be honest, like one of the main reasons I started the podcast was like, I want to find people. Not, I don't want to, and I also do want to change their minds. Cause I'm more, I'm like one of the annoying people that like will argue with you until you change your mind, whether you will or not. But like, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to find people and also maybe change people into people that can see badness for what it is. Just broaden perspectives. Yeah. Just one, we want to, we wanted to find like, okay, so this is really on really on tangent, but I think the reason why Steven and I kind of got together and he invited me to do, start doing this podcast is because we, we got together and we were like, you like K-pop? Yeah, I like K-pop. Cool. And we were just like, okay, this is a new perspective. Cause at that time I was really, really into the K-pop cock. Like I was really, really a SNSD fan. The kids are the K-pop cock. Cog. Oh, uh, there's a K-pop cock, and I was oh, like, "Is God. that a thing?" But sucking on that K-pop cock. But actually, as I was, as we were doing this podcast, like I started being like, "Oh yeah, actually, I kind of do see that." Da, 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 da. And I think even though I do sometimes miss those times where I was just like, "Yay, everything that SNSD does is is gold." Like I, I kind of look back at that time, it's just like, no, it's it's just the feeling that I had, and that's fine. Right. But there's so much more to K-pop than just what your favorite group is. Like I've had this argument with people a lot in my life because I am very critical, whether or not, whether it's movies, I'm especially critical for movies and TV shows. Right. And they're always just like, well, if you don't, if you don't like that many things, like 
where's your enjoyment? I'm like, well, you don't understand. Like I can suffer through 90 bad things, but it makes the 10 good things so much better. Right. Like when I find that thing that is good and it's amazing, like that joy for me, like, I just don't understand people who like everything. I'm like, when I talk to those people, they, they don't, their joy is so like, yeah, I liked it. You know, I'm like, hey, did you watch the new Transformers movie? Yeah, I liked it. Did you watch that? Did you watch fucking The Wire, one of the greatest television shows in the world? And they're like, yeah, I liked it. It was fine. And I'm like, did you watch Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. It's like, I mean, you fucking, like, that's what React, that's why we fucking hate reactors, right? Because, like, everything is just like, it's great. It's the best. I love it. Everything's amazing. And everything's uh, slay. And everything's, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, but do you, what? What does that mean? What does it all mean? Like we we say all the time, like if you yeah, if you like everything, then do you, you like really uh, yeah? Do you really like anything? And also, like we also say, for the things that you love the most, you should be able to be critical about them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, how much of this rant is going to make it in the podcast, but, but um, I mean, we this is obviously nothing new. We we say these things here and there all the time, and the people that listen to our podcast know this, and I think they share like very different opinions than us, but they still kind of try to keep certain standards and try to be in an open perspective. And that's why we really, really appreciate like the viewers we do have. Yeah. And the, and the fucking crazy thing is, is that like, you know, for example, like our Slack changes, right? These are people that, that, that have stuck with us for so long and they, they fucking pay us money, right? They give us money um, to do this podcast. And then we're asking them, right, for their top fives. We ask them for their top tens every year at the end of the year. And, like, their lists are totally different than our lists, right? It blows our minds, some some of those picks. And, and not even blows our mind like you're an idiot, right? It just blows my mind that people can listen to us and kind of – sometimes we, like, shit on the songs that they, they love, love the right? most, yeah. And I'm like, when I see those lists, it really hits me that, like, this is what – I, I wanted to find this is the community I wanted that I build. wanted to build. Yeah. And you know, it's still a very, very small community, but like, you know, we're never going to be million download. We're never going to be million subscribers on YouTube because especially in K-pop, right? Like that level of criticism is just not there. You know, yeah, you can see entire YouTube channels, that are based on critical discussions of movies. And you can find entire YouTube channels and podcasts with millions of downloads for critical discussion of TV, you know? Um, and, and I wish K-pop would get there and it will, it never will. It never, it never will. will. Not, not because it's K because it's K-pop, but like you don't actually see those things for music because music is ostensibly, I think the very most subjective, subjective of the, of those three art forms. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, maybe we made this podcast not ever really to get famous, but to find that community where we can not necessarily treat K-pop as like an art form, but just be like, Oh, Hey, broaden Mars perspectives. What else is out there? Like I always viewed K-pop. Like I view TVs and movies, which is like, I watch a lot of TV and I watch a lot of movies. Like, uh, you know, tons way more than, than, than you do. Right. And like K-pop is the same thing to me. It's like, especially Kevin, there's always new things all the time. Just like there's always nowadays we, you know, we call it fucking peak TV because there's so many good TV shows. There's not enough time in the week to watch 
the good TV shows, let alone the mediocre TV shows, the shit TV shows. You know, it kind of comes in ups and downs, you know, like maybe for me, what, like four years ago was like peak K-pop time where like everything that I heard was like, hot damn, I love this thing, you know. Uh, it sounds stupid to be like, I want to elevate the the discussion landscape, right? But I mean, for four years, I, I think that's what I've been trying to do or we've been trying to do, right? And just broaden perspective and raise standards. And Blackpink's as if it's your last. Neither of those. Neither of those. But you know what? Fast. I I think I read today, right? Fastest uh, watched music video. Broke the record again. Cool, I guess. Cool. Well, that's it for a very long podcast. We we ranted about Twice's concerts. We ranted about our favorite songs. We ranted about our worst songs. And we ranted about ranting. <laughs> yeah, we did. So with that, we're going to finish. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, we'll see you guys next week. And next week will be our top five songs so far of 2017.